0: This is Dustin, one of your co-DMs. Thank you so much for tuning into the D4 podcast, brought to you by Rock Punch. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome to D4, where I Devin and I Dustin co-DM a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you know what's cool? Hmm. Icewind Dale. Yeah. You know what else is cool? <laughs> what? Rhyme of the Frost and that is snow laughing matter. Enter hashtag Uh, Beyond for your chance to win a digital copy of Icewind Dale's Rime of the Frostmaiden accompanied with global, global, not global, glacial, glacial ice dice.
1: It's called frozen water.
0: Yep. We're a long,
1: long time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) Please enter uh, into the chat only once, uh, so you're not disqualified. And remember that Prime subscribers and uh, regular subscribers are three times more likely to win. But the coolest news, Ooh, the most fun news, that's pretty neat, is B. Dave Walters, the DM from A Darkened Wish, will be taking over the DM seat for episode sixty nine. Nice. That is not this this next week next week next week we're on 68 but that is going to be the july 19th it will be a canon episode and it will and he will have full control over the bfgs we're sorry we have no idea what's going to happen it's gonna be fun though yes it's gonna be amazing uh in turn though we will be taking over a darkened wish on the DD Twitch channel on Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, the following uh Thursday. So that'll be the 23rd. And make sure to tune in because although it may be uh different players, there might be threads that tie to our story. So uh let's hear from our sponsors.
2: Yeah. Logan. I was muted, and I had such a great intro. (laughs) Do it again! I will! Well, as we prepare for Rime of the Frostmaiden, Icewind Dale, to come out, I've been using the old noodle to come up with some ideas. Now, no doubt, Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frostmaiden, is going to introduce some amazing creatures, uh, old favorites and new ones, into the D&D canon. But I thought, you know what, Logan? Why don't you take a crack at that? And so I got to crack the lacan and I came up with some. See, you can take part of the deal with home brewing is you can take familiar items and then add the environment to them. So in this case, say the ice koala. Now, we all know koalas are very fearsome. They have a tendency to grapple. They have extremely strong grappling strength and they, if they so wish to, may bite you. So when you make the ice koala, make them in packs of no less than 20, Have them grapple, and then roll, I would say, a d4. If you land on a four, they will bite, Okay, It's fearsome. There's a lot of them. They come out in packs. Um, Also consider, for your uh, doing pleasure, ice bees, another swarming animal. They are bees, but they are ice variation of bees. Um, They pollinate ice to take back to their ice hives. Um, to create more ice bees. So it's a perpetual cycle of bee creation, ice bees. Um, Also consider uh, ice lawyers. These are particularly Neanderthals who have become lawyers um, so as to propose their ice laws on you. It's not so much deadly as it is unnerving um, because you don't really know the ice laws of Icewind Dale. But if you'd like to, you know... Go with a professional instead of My Amazing Ideas. Pick up Icewind Dale and check out the new bestiary that's going to be coming out. Or Icebees. Icebees is always an option. Hashtag Icebees.
3: Those don't sound real, but I don't know enough about them to dispute it.
2: No, you don't. No, you don't.
4: I, I wish we had heard about this earlier because then we could try to convince Beetle and Grimm to add ice koalas to the platinum box. That's right. Beetle and Grimm is putting out another platinum box this time. It is for Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frostmaiden. You can get your pre-order in now. They are full of wonderful things. And I strongly suggest you go to their website, beetleandgrimm.com, and check it out. Last time in their Platinum Edition box, they had a stuffed Lulu, which is a holy foot. They're adorable. She's half elephant, half little flying thing. I love her to death. Um, But there's no telling what's going to be in the box this time. Who knows what jewelry and little knickknacks will be available? And it's going to be perfect for when, you know, we can actually be social again and you can bring your players to your table and throw really cool things at them. So head on over to beetleandgrims.com and get your platinum edition on. Katie or Ethan? Either. Which one?
3: I could, my, my thing was screwed up there we go it's i either. also had a cool intro that is now ruined no i'm do I'm, it anyway i didn't have a cool intro of in mine hi do you if you're gonna make a character that's going to fight ice koalas and ice bees you're gonna need a really really cool miniature to represent that character who's out there fighting ice koalas and ice bees and probably losing they sound very dangerous i mean a d4 and then bite you're gonna get bit. you're probably turned into a weird koala But you're going to look awesome while you do it because Eldritch Foundry has added new ways for you to make your character. They have a huge new list of things for your character to be made with and including a cowl and scarves so that you can weather the ice and fight ice koalas and ice bees. And we all know how important that is. Hashtag ice bees. So make sure you check out Eldritch Foundry to make yours. And hey, if you're watching tonight, you can put in hashtag Eldritch and have your own character for yourself because you can win your own miniature to make you can make your guy who's going to fight those ice bees and ice koalas and save us all from an ice mageddon.
5: you know what ice bees and ice koalas sound really really dangerous like super dangerous and i just don't really know who out there could fight off these ice bees and ice koalas but you want to know like can you smell what the ice bees and the ice koalas are cooking? I'm sure you can't, but I know who I know who can. And that is the Rock, and you know what the Rock is going to do to these Rocky? ice bees and ice koalas? Oh, he's going to punch them. I would have said the rock, rock punch him. Them. He's going to the Rock punch him. The Rock's gonna come. he's gonna punch him real good real hard but unfortunately he couldn't show up today to do do this task maybe he'll be here some other time i'm not really sure but in the meantime maybe you should check out rock punch atl it's not actually has anything to do with the rock but i know he he's a fan i think so you should be too and you want to know what if you like if you like pokemon if if you like puzzle games playing video games in general just things that start with p like pumpernickel actually i can't help you with the pumpernickel part but like you can eat a pumpernickel sandwich while you watch all of rock punch atl streams doing these other p related activities that i just mentioned so you should do that you should you should do that that's all i got i was never praised in my improv classes i just needed to let you know that
6: (laughs) okay and i just wanted to come on and let y'all know that the only way to combat ice bees and ice koalas is through well, first, let's talk about the ice koalas. So we know they like to grapple, they like to grab onto things. So the best way to defeat them is to have a beautiful tri-blend shirt that's super soft and then their claws get stuck in it and then they just turn into hugging you and it's really sweet. And then if ice koalas aren't your real like, style or anything, we also have these wonderful uh, mugs and pint glasses that keep your drinks either warm or cold. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go get the pint glass, put a bunch of ice in it, put it in the freezer, let it do its thing. And then when you get your drink out, the ice bees won't know what to do. They'll go after your drink instead of you. Boom. d 4 dndcom
1: Ice bees and ice koalas on the bingo card for 2020. So without further ado, let us immerse ourselves into the chronicles of,
0: of D4. D4. Last time, on discussing demise and dispatching a dealer, Voss meets with Orso, his friend, and learns several things about the Castellanters and Gathalas. The Castellanters have multiple charities they funnel most of their wealth into, while the Gothalas seem to be money laundering and are funneling quite a bit into something called Project Giant Star. Voss also asks for info on his boss, as well as, one of his co-workers who is in charge of the guild's finances.
1: Seisha talks to Harold about death and killing and opens up about how she feels. The bard tries his best to comfort her on such, on such a difficult question. She then heads out to see Gariel. When she arrives at the Scurid Dragon, though, she walks up to Gariel playing cards with two gentlemen who are after Info. As Sesha as and Gariel clean the house with them, they tell about rumors they have heard. The first is a new Tarm gang, or a schism within the, uh, the recent one, after a recent Xanathar attack, and they say this one has red serpents instead of green. Second is the Ghost of the Black Viper is
0: back and is targeting noble families, four in particular, the Anteos, the Chromalis, the Thon, and the Rosnars. Next, they tell of a string of murders that have had strange bloody skull hands and the inverted triangle symbols. One third have a rose, a third are turned to stone and crumpled with a look of fear, and the last are just gone. Nothing but the symbol. And the last rumor is
1: one of the nobles is a vampire i mean that is if you believe it true
0: three
4: out <laughs> of four totally now. true
1: <laughs> Seisha asks them a few questions herself but they end up with a knife in their hand from gariel as they make a forward movement towards Seisha. after that they retired once again to the chain mermaid gariel's ship where Seisha tells her about the uh the murder And she has uh, the murders that she has committed and shows absolute remorse about doing it. Gariel then opens up about the truth behind her affections at first, that she is attracted to innocence, likes to break them and then toss them overboard. But there's something about Seisha that Gariel has fallen head overboard herself with. The two share a small intimate moment and make dinner plans for a future date. V talks to Vinley about a communication communication within the group and how best to handle Voss. And that they form a plan to get V and Voss on the same page, with Vinley being a middle person to help bridge the gap between the two. After that, the BFGs head to the field ward where they help out with an ill-mannered triage tent, learning that several people were injured in a fireball blast. Sasha and Harold are able to save quite a bit of lives as Voss, V, and Vinley head to find the small group Voss has been gathering before to form a militia.
0: They meet up with the goblin Grekt, who has been who has taken charge a bit, and the group instructs the fifteen members to spread out and search for anyone dealing harrow dust. The party with the aid of the 15 head towards the Semise, the slums of the field ward, where they find a snake oil salesman selling a cure-all tonic. As Harold talks to the salesman, Voss and Seisha follow a lead as they saw a dealer dealing arrow dust. The two give chase and Seisha tries to intervene to stop the man who has stra- a strange snake-like appearance. Feeling threatened, the man Misty steps away and summons an aberration from the far realm as he tries to run, Blinking in and out of existence. The BFGs are able to fell two of the, summoned aber- the two summoned aberrations and herald, killing the dealer after he flees with dissonant whispers. As the party is leaving the field ward for the night, they come on a gruesome scene. The High Priest of Ilmater, Arch Sufferer Vaspar Holmdreg, who is found hung by his arms, blood eagled, eyes gouged out, and a message carved into his chest
1: let this preside over his happiness honor and health it began with his hope and ends with his wealth a legacy whispered in the heavens and muttered in the hells after seeing the gruesome display of the former arch sufferer of ill matter you watch the guard cut him down and begin to lower his body to the dirty compacted earthen streets he is wrapped in a white cloth that it instantly begins to seep with crimson like an inkblot test. You hear the guard talking, trying to assess what happened, with no locals around able to provide adequate information of the crime, as it seems to have strangely happened, with no one around or in the view of others. You are approached by a few of the guards, covered in full plate carrying the halberds. Waterdavians, this is not a safe area. Do you require an escort back through the
0: north
3: gate? No, I think we're okay. What, uh... What happened here?
0: Make sure you leave this area quickly. This man was a temple leader and residential citizen of Splendors. With the culprit uncaught and unidentified, we can only assume that other citizens may be a target. If there is ever anything you need in the field ward, you can always find off-duty guards at the Inshift Tavern on the northeast end far watchtower.
1: But as to answer your question... I don't know. Nobody saw it
4: happen. I have a question. Um, looking at the scene, how much blood is under him? Does it look like he was killed here or does it look like there's not that much blood and he was brought here?
0: There is a lot of blood. Okay. It definitely looks like he was killed here.
5: Okay. Yeah. That doesn't even look like a person.
6: I also have a question. I knew him. They looked here towards you. Oh, this is a question for DMs. Oh, yes. Um, knowing my knowledge of anatomy and having dismembered several bodies already, how long would that have taken for someone to do? An unskilled hand? A while. A skilled hand?
1: uh, The the artistic display of it would take longer than the actual murder. Yep. Gotcha.
0: Um, and it's hard to tell from your vantage point on how precise the ribs are pulled through the back. Um, if it's brute strength, it could take seconds to do that. Yeah. If it's precisionly cut and, and sawed and so forth and so on
1: hours. Yeah. But also the body right now has been wrapped to try and take it out of the view and hopefully calm people down. Right. So they are also being pushed
4: away. Um, Okay. Has has anyone gone to the tents to tell his companions?
1: Uh, we already have a squad headed in their location as protection and an escort out of the field ward. And uh, this body will be transferred by Griffin Guard back to the hospice of St. Lospin.
2: Can I make a quick check of the area to see if there's anything erstwhile about this that I haven't or- hasn't already been pointed out? Sure, go ahead. My make- yeah, you make a perception check.
3: And I 100% am certain this could not have been the Harlequin. 100%. 100%. This is not his style. Yep. Got it.
2: Dirty 20.
1: Dirty 20. Um, even with a dirty 20, um, you're not able to walk everywhere because they're still keeping a perimeter around the body. They're not mm-hmm. allowing you to be a part of the investigation. But from where you are, uh, it just looks a, like a blood-soaked section of the city. Um,
7: okay. Who,
1: you can... Uh, ascertaining that whoever did this knows what they're doing
4: one okay. more question um is there there's no footprints or anything leading away
1: there's footprints everywhere yeah
4: but not like a trail of bloody footprints
1: no not a trail bloody entering footprints. or leaving no no
4: whoever did this had to have magicked away or gone up to the roofs
1: we have our men looking into it um any attack on a Water Davian is attack on the city, so we'll be watching from the walls very astutely.
5: Is, is it supposed to look like a
7: bloody angel? Mm-hmm.
1: We have no idea. It could be a mockery of his divinity. Wait, let me get this straight. You're going to have your people
3: watch from the wall? Nobody's actually going to be here?
7: We don't... <laughs> you.
0: I, you know for a fact, Harold, that yeah, that's this is the field. This is what you're fighting to change in the field. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, if you ever do need us, you can find us at the um, End Shift Tavern on Inshift Lane near uh, near the Far Watchtower. Yeah. Uh, you can find us there, but or you can yeah. uh, you know hire us as escorts from there within the field ward if you so wish. But uh, we just watch from the walls we protect the city got it
3: um
0: and, so and no, he no, says, he says and just so you know his tone in that isn't we protect the city from the field ward it's
3: we protect no, the yeah, city no, from, yeah, yeah. from what comes outside the walls into the city yeah yeah 100% okay. um i while i'm here harold thinks
1: back this this had to happen while we were busy fighting the dude right uh-huh. it, uh, throughout the day uh, while while you it, were, it, it is fresh. It, it is, not, so, like, blood we, is not right. So like we didn't see,
3: and we didn't see this hanging there when we were first. And the
1: field ward is a very large area, um, and where you were, both, well, all three places, the uh, the triage tents, the house that you have cleared out, and the semis are not near this. This was actually pretty, not very close, but kind of close to the north gate.
5: How can someone do this and no one see anything? I feel like magic has to be involved somehow because of that.
3: I agree with that. Either magic or this person was a real expert.
5: Like some invisibility spell that eventually wore off or something?
3: Maybe. Maybe it was a silence spell.
4: They, They would have had to like I said, either go over the roofs or they could have pressed prestidigitated the blood off themselves and just walked into the street.
3: Too many
1: options right now. There's nothing we can really and get. You, and you see the guards just kind of like nodding to you, like, yep. 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 Like, like they've literally
3: gone over this exact...
1: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> yeah. Harold kind of t- nods to them. He's like, I don't think there's anything more we can do here. I'm,
2: I'm so sorry, Sasha.
0: Um, and, and the... the- female guard who spoke to you the first time, it's just like, if you don't mind, we need to prepare him to
1: be transferred back to the hospice of St. Lospin.
0: Right, Absolutely. yeah. Of
5: course, yes. We'll Thank you. get out of your way.
1: If it you will- do find anything, um, make sure to contact any of the local watch. Of course. And be safe. Fieldward is a dangerous place.
4: Do you know if our late- um, are, are Blastwin and Cromley going to be brought in for this?
1: This is outside of the city. The mages and protectors and don't work
5: here. Okay. Uh, V says to Vinley, can you do, like, any of your, like, detect magic stuff here?
6: I could, but I don't think there's going to be anything lingering around.
5: Oh. Okay.
6: This looks like a cut and run kind of demonstration.
5: Okay. Let's.
6: Let's go home. Okay.
2: Um, um, as this is going, and as we begin to disperse, I would like to find the, like, find the people.
1: The people? Like, your group?
2: Yeah, the men. Uh, you,
0: they're spread out, but you can find Greg.
2: I find Greg, and I say, at first I say to the group, if we're going to be doing any work here, it's best the group I recruited here knows you. Would you like me to introduce you to? Them? Yeah, we All
7: should right. do that.
2: I find Greg and I say, "Gather them up quickly. They will be paid for their efforts today." Um,
1: you got it, boss. It's about thirty minutes as he rounds people up, as they are trying to stay somewhere close to the Simis, as that seems to be a huge area of where Herodest is. Hmm. The biggest problem. So, um, they gather up and meet you all once again, back at the, uh, barons, we'll call it.
2: Yeah.
7: yeah.
2: So, not to correct and I say, as I told you all before, we will be taking residence here and be willing to train. For today's efforts, I offer you each 10 copper pieces for the day's work, with more on the way.
1: you can See, earn all more. of their eyes just get huge and they stand like at attention. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh. Potentially
2: more depending on training. These are my comrades. All of them are equal to me in this endeavor. We are all here to help. And I stand back and kind of nod to each of you to introduce yourselves.
4: Um, my name is Lord Keeper Seysha Balasvard. Um, you
0: recognize most of them, Seisha.
4: I I know several of you. Um, yes, <laughs> it's good to see you all. And she'll step back.
3: i uh... I'm Harold, unless you, you guys actually know me. So <laughs> I wave and I'm like, "Sub Bill? I'm just take a step back. <laughs> you're going to read right. us a story again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe not tonight, but soon. Okay. Uh, and one by
0: one, you each introduce yourselves. You you each get the sense um, there is a total of 40 people here that gathered and came when you put the call out. So, uh, Voss, you can mark off four gold. Which is 400 okay. copper. Yep. Um, and that's enough to pay each of them 10 copper apiece.
2: I will take off the four gold and an extra 10 copper that I give to Greg. Okay. He's paid double. And he
1: gladly takes it. Uh, you get the sense that uh, where Satia is teaching them uh, knowledge and Harold is basically... Uh, Yeah. Uh, Vinley, they look towards uh, maybe learning magic, but they are definitely excited to learn how to crush people or slaughter them with this giant woman who has a literal jawbone blade (laughs) across her back. Yeah. (laughs) They're super excited and like giddy, and they're like, you know, finally, we're going to be able to defend
0: ourselves. Yeah. 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 Do I get one of those giant jawbones? (laughs) Yeah. stuff like that.
1: <laughs> they are all gung-ho for learning
0: something unique from each yep. of you. Um but through y'all's work and doing this, you have unlocked an asset in the field board You basically have eyes. So now that if there's any an issue, these people will probably come and tell you or send yep. a word to you. So you you don't have to be so much on the on the forefront of searching for it. You've built a pretty good ally allies in the yeah. field ward itself <laughs> the field Yay. ward being the ally the field ward being the ally
1: <laughs> and the field ward may contact you at some yep. point and um like, hey, and so, problems
0: yeah and we can assume that you know a couple hours a day you guys are out here training them putting them through the various your own personal tests and training depending on what that strength is and that'll continue to grow and uh gain
1: trust possibly level Yay. them up in their crs and what type of, of course creatures they are yep. if they so ever have to help but um other things where the field ward might become another aid yep. so
0: i um, mean once you finish this it is it is sundown
1: yeah <clears throat> you see the sky once again is painted and the beautiful summer sunset colors that weave through the lines of stratus clouds from the dissipating small storm cloud that rolled through the city earlier in the day. The slight, muggy, humid air begins to cool with the breeze rolling in from the seaside.
3: Uh, I guess, well, Harold's gonna turn, but, like, do you want to just go back to the bar?
7: let
5: uh, Are we not staying at Renair's anymore? There's not really any point.
2: Let me ask everyone this.
4: Who is it?
7: No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone going to be drinking tonight?
5: Probably.
2: Anyone, if we're drinking, go back to Renair's. We don't have stock from our own bar to spend.
5: Got
6: it. That was a good one. <laughs> That's funny. I just
4: wanna go sit in my nook and read.
2: Um with that, boss is gonna go ahead and head off to Rainier's and I'm gonna exit sideways real quick. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Be right back.
4: is uh, gonna head back to uh Trollskull.
6: Vinley waits to see where everyone else goes.
7: He's he waiting looks, too.
3: Harold <laughs> looks uncomfortable with the, the group splitting up and he's like, uh.
6: Oh, Harold, um. Why don't you go back to the bar? Um, V and I are going to have a girls' night and have some discussions.
3: Rock on! Go cool. oh. to the bar! And I will go with Sasha.
6: And then I will start walking towards Rainier's house, just behind Voss, so he feels like he's walking there by himself.
5: If we're having a girls' night, why isn't Seisha invited?
6: Oh, that's just something I told to Harold. You're actually going to talk to Voss.
5: About, no, I don't want to, no. We'll see what
6: happens. (sighs) He may not be in the mood for it.
5: (sighs) He's never in the mood for anything. He's in the mood for killing.
6: It's like the little me pushing on her back while she's like, uh.
5: "Fine, V's dreading it."
1: Okay. Uh, Harold and Seisha, you make your way. i feeling safer about uh, resummoning your steed on the other side of the wall. Do you summon it?
4: Yeah. Yeah. And she'll mount up and reach a hand down to Harold. And help
3: him. Harold will climb on. You're just now seeing that now that everything's calming down and you're kind of done with the day, Harold looks sort of shell-shocked. He looks distant.
4: It's been a rough day, huh?
3: Yep. A couple of days. I don't, I don't, time is weird for me now.
4: Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. You okay?
3: Uh, Those nightmares really screwed me up. Or whatever it was, I guess I was dead. I don't know.
4: You wait. You were dead. I guess. What do you mean? What? How? How? how did you die, and how yeah. did you come back?
3: I don't know. I drew a card uh, while oh. we were fighting these guys. And... That's
4: right. That's right. You drew from.
3: Yeah, I just yeah. I haven't had time to like process like all the stuff that happened. Um. I'm just ready to go
7: home.
4: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. just want to be home.
7: Yeah. Let's okay, go Herald. home. Harold? Yeah.
4: You realize the bar is home. It's our home. I'll
3: feel better when we all feel safe there.
4: Yeah. Hold on. All right. And she'll kick her horse to a trot.
1: Yeehaw! <laughs> um... <clears throat> As you're on the other side of the city and call forth the ride home, uh, you notice something just specifically station with your new perception. You notice that there uh, are few fewer carriages, especially for this time, and you see more people um, walking the streets as opposed to being ferried to and fro. It's not like a, a great number difference, but there's just something. That you have perceived that you've never perceived before.
4: That's interesting. What is. Which Which section of town are we in?
1: Uh, the field ward leads directly into the, the north The north ward, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which okay. is where you live. Yep. Yeah. So. What is.
4: People are walking. Look, there's not as many carriages around.
3: Weird. I not guess people really. feel safer.
4: Exactly. What's changed?
3: I guess we killed the Xanathar.
4: We live here. I think we're making a difference, Harold.
3: Oh, I know we're making a difference. (laughs) It's uh, tough work, but it's pretty great seeing it all happen.
7: Yeah.
4: Either that or people are just, you know, accepting their fate. Could be either one, right? Could be. Probably the happier one, though.
3: I like to think so. I don't think people... I think people naturally are fighters. Yeah. Yeah, and when they see a fate that they don't want, they fight it. Yeah. I think that people are out because this is their fate.
4: To be safe. I think they have hope.
3: Yeah, and we're not done yet there's something I want to tell you about soon but now's not quite the right time but I want everybody to be involved in it, it's something I've been working on and I think it's going to be good I think
4: hey, you want to hear about something funny I did today? yes and she'll tell him the story as they ride back about um, walking into the skewered dragon and uh, uh
0: yeah, the Gary Playing cards kind of in
4: the,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome! Yes.
4: <laughs> and accidentally knocking the knife deeper into the guy's hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool! I love it.
4: Yeah.
1: That's great. <laughs> Thanks.
4: I said to um, myself, "What would V do?"
3: That—that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
4: And when we get back, Seychelle will go up to her nook. And she's going to pull out the book that she got and start reading
1: yeah. it. Her- the
3: book Her- about
4: the families.
1: Yeah, the no- the noble family you got from Cromley's house.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And Harold will go up to his room and he'll kind of sit down on the bed and he'll put the otter back up from where all his pillows are covering it. <laughs> he'll set it back up and he'll set up the bird. And he'll look for Earl. <laughs> uh... And he's going to sit on his bed. He's going to cry for a long time. And then he's going to go to bed. Because he is real messed up. But he's basically got tortured. His soul got tortured for, you know, hours. So he's he's just now sitting down and processing it all. And so he kind of gets a little emotional. Gets it all out of his system. Says, okay, tomorrow's another day. And he goes to sleep. All
0: right. You Have a, a good long cry and end up just the exhaustion of the tears just overwhelm you and you end up falling asleep into a very deep like like deep sleep one of the those sleeps that you just don't wake up from anytime soon like yeah. the deep
4: dreamless kind the deep yeah. dreamless
0: kind yeah there's, there's
1: slobber on the pillow yeah, you forgot yeah he's breath. he's feeling yeah, yeah he needs
0: it <laughs> my boy needs it um all right um we're gonna go to the other group yeah headed uh,
1: towards um, so.
0: Yeah, you, you enter into the North Ward, and, you know, kind of boss is kind of just walking a little bit in front of y'all, um, and you you get the sense that he's going to start probably heading towards the tavern, but definitely that moment of you are all together, like, before you turn off and head towards the Sea Ward. Or...
6: Wait, so we think he's going towards the bar? Yes. No. Oh. Interesting. Well, that didn't go as planned. Wait. And she'll Where's just look going? at me. Why did he walk in a big circle?
5: I don't think he expects anyone to follow him or go with him.
6: I'll just call out for him. <clears throat> he's not even. Yeah, he's where are you going? I thought we were going to Renus.
2: I said that's where I was going.
5: Right.
1: Yes, but your keen mind knows that Renaire is not there. I out of okay. play, we know what you're doing. You know that Renaire is not there. He never stays at his house, and he also helps run your bar.
2: Oh, um playing that then. I just forgot about something.
6: Oh. Okay, so we're all going back to the bar? Yes. Okay. Then let's walk together. Okay.
7: Okay.
1: And you all take your way and turn onto Serdune Street as you walk... Uh, a little bit further down, make your way to Troll Skull Alley, where you find yourself at the Spirits of Troll Skull. And we'll say that you went down into the bar as somebody wants to speak to Renair, as opposed to Sasha and Harold, who made their way upstairs.
6: Gotcha. Oh, if uh-huh. you're going to speak with Renair, V and I, I'll take V up into the common room.
1: Okay.
0: Here. Yeah, now, and now you get the sense when he said, I am going to Renair he meant he's going to see renair not going to renair's <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> uh, i thought he was going to renair's yep. house
0: yep and that's where that confusion came from
5: yeah yeah yeah,
7: yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. uh renair is at our tavern
1: yeah he likes to run it a lot <laughs>
5: okay
6: he's your manager yeah
5: <laughs> right yeah true enough okay in that case i too am also going to renair okay,
6: okay. Oh. Then I will walk up to the common room by myself, cast flock of familiars, because I did not do it this morning, and I will sit there for a while
7: okay. with my uh, friends.
1: You walk back into uh, the bustling tavern as everybody is eating the, uh, at the end of dinner time. Um, there's only a few people in here. Uh, Star has started to wind down and end their performance for the night, and um, but the smells wafting out from Javier and Aura's kitchen is beautiful as it once was before the attack on the financial situation of the tavern and the guilds. Yep. And you
6: see I throw two
2: silver up on the stage, see if I can persuade others to do the same.
1: Uh okay roll a persuasion check.
7: Okay. Hey, my bad. Dirty twenty. Dirty
1: twenty. And everybody watching um, the dancer start to end to their performance for the night sees that this is a good opportunity to uh, pay them for their entertainment. Yeah, and uh, you looks like he makes about
0: maybe 15 to 20 silver. Okay.
1: Uh, okay, and you see Renair um, trying to wrap everything up as well as he needs to find somewhere to sleep for the night.
2: Okay. I go up to him, assist uh, him the help wrapping up everything as well. It mm-hmm. him some time. Yeah, and he, um, he thanks so. you. Uh, he,
0: he also will give you a smile and uh, kind of a wave be as you walk in as well.
5: Yeah, she smiles and waves at him. Um, he just kind of gives you
0: a, a finger of, 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 let me finish up and then I'll, I'll that, that like, uh, yeah, he's yeah. like cleaning a dish and <laughs> yeah. getting like behind the bar. Uh, and then you kind of hear, like, <laughs> you kind of see, um, like, on the chalkboard behind him, Leaf writing, you know, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, fine. And then you see that the glass and the, and the cloth start floating and cleaning <laughs> itself as Leaf takes over. Uh, but uh, with Boss's help, you basically get. Get it shut down a little bit as people begin to start making their way out, way out and go home for the night as it is uh, after dark.
7: Yeah,
0: and it's just the the few few little locals around who are enjoy drinking in the bar before you guys close up for the night.
2: I have a favor to ask you.
0: What? Yeah, of course. What's up?
2: Beneath your home, you have a training pet facility. I do. I was wondering if I could borrow that equipment for an extended period of time. Uh, Can I ask why? Of course. I'm endeavoring on a bit of a project, you might say. Attempting to teach members of the field board how to properly defend themselves and turn them into a proper militia. I believe the facility you have there the equipment used there beneficial in my training of them.
0: I have a feeling that it will do a lot more good than collecting dust in a mansion that I do not like to stay in. I would agree with that. That is very noble and admirable of you, and I I think that would be a very good reason for it to be used properly again.
2: We ask a lot of you, but I appreciate your continued generosity, and we will pay you back in the future, I promise. He holds his hand up. He says,
0: That's what friends do, my friend.
2: I suppose so. Thank you. Of course. And I clasp his shoulder a bit, and then walk upstairs.
0: He basically returns the paper too, kind of gives a little squeeze and a nod, and uh, as you turn, Mm -hmm. he turns to UV.
5: Hey! Hey! Um, so had another traumatizing night. How about you? What now? Well, the uh, someone decided it'd be really fun to kill a priest dude and, like, blood eagle him in the middle of the field ward. Oh,
0: that's... that's terrible.
5: It took me a, a little longer than I thought it would to recognize uh, what exactly the wings were made out of. And so that was fun.
0: <laughs> uh, he just pulls you into a hug. He's, like, hugging your waist because...
5: Oh, no.
1: Foot and a half uh, taller than him? No. You're, you're two feet taller than him? No. <laughs> he's like 5'8", five 5'9". Five yeah, so I,
5: a little I thought, he was, I thought he was 5'11". He's 5'9".
7: No, he's
5: nine.
7: He's, five oh, nine. he's
5: little. Yep. He's okay. mine. <laughs> okay, well... um, yeah, I guess, I guess she's gonna pick him up and see him a hug. It feels a little, <laughs> little better to her.
1: <laughs> and yeah, he, he, he's, he takes it and he, he's like... It surprises him for a it's second, like, Ooh, Ooh, yep.
5: Oh, sorry, I know our height difference is a little weird.
0: It's not weird. It doesn't bother me at all.
5: Oh, good. Um, anyway, so she puts him down and she's just like, I just, I don't know. I felt like I just had to like, tell you about it or something. I also, I talked to Vinley about, like, trying to, bond. is Voss still there? No, he, no, he will
7: okay, so not just, he's
5: just, not just the two of,
0: two of you, right.
5: you, I, just, I you. I tell him of. about how I talked to Vinley about how, um, I'm, like, trying to think of ways to attempt of bonding with Voss and how it's, it makes me feel stupid because it's, like, so clear he has, like, zero interest in wanting to bond with me in any way. And um, I suggest I was like I was trying to think of things that me and him have in common. The only thing we both really have in common is we like to fight things. Well, he likes to kill things, but like maybe he'll like to fight things without killing them. So I thought about maybe taking like me and Harold, or you you can come too, and taking him to the bloody fist or something. Yeah, that sounds.
7: interesting.
0: Do you think that would be
5: a good idea? I do
0: if you think
5: he would? not be interested because he can't kill people. No,
0: I I do not think he enjoys killing people. I think it is, to him, it is a necessity in the moment. The only time
5: I've ever really seen him, like, super happy is after killing people, though.
0: In a sense, it is a weird euphoric to some. The adrenaline thrill, but I don't know. It
5: mostly just makes me feel dizzy. But not like a good one. I don't know. I I don't know. That's not... I don't know. I don't know. That's all I got. That was my suggestion. If you have any other suggestions, I'm super open to about anything because I feel like I hate that I'm the one who has to put in an effort. Like, why do I have to put in an effort? Why can't he put in an effort?
1: He just,
0: he just lean like, you're both sitting down. He just leans you down and kisses your forehead.
7: <laughs>
5: she pouts. <laughs> well, thanks so much for running things here. And I know you don't really like staying at your mansion. So if you want to... You know, stay here. You're more than welcome to. Thank you. So, I guess just let me know if you're comfortable with that.
0: I enjoy being around you and your friends. I very much enjoy being around you. I mean, we are betrothed after all.
5: Oh, right, I forgot. (laughs) I forgot that was a rumor that I started. Oh, I Sorry. think I technically
0: started it when I, you know, said it to really get at your, in, under your father's skin.
5: True. True. I, uh... Well, Seisha's trying to get an interview with my mom to write a book on how wonderful the Cathala family is, so that's going to be really fun.
0: Good luck with that.
5: I'm just curious to you know if she's even, even going to give her an audience because of me.
0: Don't know. I but I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But
5: I guess so. Talk to talk to
0: talk to Boss about going to the Bloody Fist and seeing if he wants to go around or two. It might be the thrill of I mean, from what I have seen, the two of you bond the most during a fight. You work so well in tandem and op- bring openings to each other that You would think that you've been fighting together for years. Perhaps it is the thrill of the fight that you need to spark that start of
7: something.
5: I mean, the only time we seem to be on the same page is when we're in the middle of a fight.
0: Life or death situations tend to do that, but it's a good first step and i it's a good thought. I would not have thought of it myself.
5: I still hate that I'm the one who has to put in all this stuff for But whatever, I guess it just means I'm a bigger, better person, and not literally. Well, literally, yes, but you know, figuratively, too.
0: Why don't you go get some sleep? It has... seems like you've been through a lot. I okay. can't even... I can't imagine laying eyes on what you have seen. I will... Yeah. I'll see you in the morning, and he leans down and kisses you, and... Okay.
7: Yep. All
5: right, and then uh, V goes to bed. Well, okay. oh, she goes back to Binley, actually, because she doesn't in the common room. She's just like, "Hey." So I guess we didn't talk to boss so well.
6: Yeah, that's fine. Find a different time. Yep,
5: another time, a different time. Or
6: well, perhaps I should just walk down the hallway right now and grab them for you.
5: No tired. I'm like really tired. So I'm gonna to go to bed. And we'll do this another time. Perfect. Okay. She so goes to
6: bed. Uh boss,
1: when you retired to your room, you saw four regular health potions arranged neatly on your pillow. No note. No the the door to your balcony is not left ajar. There's no signs of someone entering your room but there are four health potions.
2: Approach slowly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would you uh, make a perception check?
2: Okay. Uh, 14.
1: No traps, doesn't yep. appear to be uh you pull your moon blade you look underneath to see if somebody is hiding under your bed waiting for you to get close enough to i don't know cut your achilles tendon or anything uh extremely paranoid that Voss might be thinking and it is just four health potions on your pillow yep. i take
2: them
0: you can add four health potions potions of appealing to your inventory
2: I will ask Vinly to detect for magic when I wake up in the morning.
6: That is 100% okay. (laughs) I'm sitting in the common room right now. You came up before V did.
2: It's not immediate. (laughs) But it is important.
6: He's going
1: to at least sleep through the night hoping that he has four new health potions. Don't want to ruin that dream yet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll take them for now.
0: Is anybody else doing anything before we
6: retire for the evening? All right. Uh, I'll state it just so it's stated, but Vinley has another conversation with her her amulet and her ring that night right. as okay. well.
7: Okay.
0: You all wake up at different times, but eventually have a creamy, savory egg cheese souffle served and ricotta and honey toast with pomegranate mint lemonade all prepared by the two amazing chefs you have once again cooking to the fullest ability now that all of your supplies have been returned from the guilds.
5: Holy shit, this is amazing! <laughs> I'm okay with never cooking again. Me too!
0: As you all make your way back out... You, of... I
5: mean, you never cooking again. <laughs> right. That's that,
4: That's fair. <laughs>
7: Oh my god, that's so good Uh,
1: As you
0: all make your way back out of the tavern You hear the cries of a young boy in baggy clothes
1: Standing atop
0: a small crate
1: Extra, extra, read all about it Black viper, murders, and dangerous docks What perils await the splendors Find out here in the water deep wazoo Two nibs to know I go up to him Black viper
2: Buy a paper
0: Okay. okay. That's
1: two copper. Um, breaking the bank. Yep, you're You didn't, you didn't, Sasha.
4: Yeah, I heard a rumor about the Black Viper yesterday. The ghost of the Black Viper. Who is the Black Viper? Apparently, She's someone that torments noble families.
6: I like her.
5: What does the paper say, Voss?
6: I read the paper.
2: What does it
0: All say? All right. Like? Uh, give me oh. a second, and I will. Oh. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you.
1: That is for our viewers. Uh, we're no. going to send you the full copy.
5: I want a copy.
0: Oh, hang it! Hold on. Let me send it to everybody.
2: Quiet, then.
5: So, I'm dyslexic, and I read that as a most murderous fowl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was on a murderous bird.
0: <laughs> um, so, if you check in the group chat, there's a link. You should be able to click on it and pull up the full paper. Thank Thank you. Uh, you can, uh, if if you want to to read stuff out loud for the audience, that would be awesome. And I think uh, so that way we're not silent as we read the newspaper <laughs> <laughs> for our podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, this, um, the Black Viper article is too fuzzy
0: to read. If you click on it and then zoom in, you can. Yeah, make... no, that is
4: zoomed in. I can
5: read it. Uh, let's Got see. It. Oh, the Black Viper part. No. Yeah, I can't says, read the
4: Black Viper. I can see Black Lord Viper.
5: Renier. Black Viper makes miraculous escape.
3: The, the notorious serious...
5: thief. Oh, that was I, way off. I,
3: I got it. Go ahead. Uh, let me see here. The notorious thief robbed members of House Rosnar, including the family patriarch and his sister Bella. Lord Rosnar was robbed at Sword point, despite being surrounded by over a dozen house guards. We you know this only because the young... Uh, what is that? Vance, Rosnar? Vance yep. that Grandson of Bella fled the scene in a panic and told on the nearest squad of the Watch he could find. By the time the Watch arrived, the Black Viper had escaped and, uh, and in a... I cannot read that one. And in a something obvious attempt to avoid embarrassment, Lord Rosnar refused to answer their question. Patently. Patently. Got it. Bell. uh... Lord Uh, Lord Rosnar refused. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Lord Rosnar refused to answer their questions. Bella cuffed cuffed Vance uh, on the ear and nothing more was said. They all just left in a huff, said one watch member.
4: Yeah, when when we played cards yesterday, one of the rumors they said was that the ghost of the Black Viper was striking the nobles again. In fact, they mentioned four families, I believe. Hang on. Um... I'm going to mispronounce these, I'm sure, because this was me trying to note them. <laughs> Anatos,
1: Anteos,
4: Anteos. I wrote Cormalis. Yep, Cormalis. Thron and the Rosnars. Thon. Thon. Why did I put an O? Because I was thinking Star Wars. <laughs> uh,
1: boss, your keen mind kicks in real quick. Yep. Anteos. That was Seg Anteos, bruv. And he just married into the uh, crom- Cromer? Cromer. Yeah, yep. the Cromer. Which was the the, the brass instrument-making family.
3: But look at this ad for the beer gone. This is a terrible ad. We could do better than this.
5: Oh, this ad. We're more than beer. We've got coffee, tea, and other stuff. But yeah, we have a lot of beer. Over
7: two <laughs> score variety on
5: tap on any given day. Come for the beer, stay for the beer. We also have ales, but really... Are you going to come to a place called the Beer Golem and buy ale?
7: Wait, I don't wait. think
4: so. <laughs> wait, read. A murder most foul. Early this morning, the City Watch and the Sea Ward came across a gruesome scene in the Hero's Garden. As an action! No, the body has now been identified as Forest Master... How is that? Kia? Kia? Kia, an Aarakocra and High Priest of Sylvanas from the... Sylvanus. <laughs> From the Shrine of Nature, the body was displayed in a horrific way that seems to send a message with how violent in nature the murder was. No suspect has been identified and there seems to be no leads according to retired Sergeant Cromley and Magus Blastwyn yeah. who were called to the scene for their, exper- for their expertise in investigating unusual crime scenes. The only lead is the chest of the body was completely plucked clean and carved into the body was the question, what makes men mean? What does this ominous message mean? And what does the gruesome murder mean for our pleasant streets here in Waterdeep? That's the second person who is a master of their, their deity that's been murdered in a gruesome way. Oh, and that wasn't the same guy? No.
3: Maybe we should go, maybe you should go to Cromley and Blastwind and tell them about what we saw.
5: Well, you know what makes men mean? Money. Neglectful parents.
4: I feel like that's Obviously. Uh, that's that's a lot.
3: Why don't we why but what do the two people that got attacked have in common? They're one was both... turned
6: into a bird, the other one was had their feathers plucked.
4: They're both
5: They're... leaders
4: of their congregations.
5: Birds. It's a bird killer. Like, like, like,
4: no.
5: they are supposed to represent dead birds.
4: Feather, feather. There was something about feathers. What was the thing about feathers recently?
5: Birds of a feather flock together.
4: No, no. There was something about feathers recently.
5: Oh, uh, or a yeah. feather. Oh. Um. You use quills to write stuff. No, um, no. It was specifically the word feather.
3: I don't know. I. This is this is way outside of my scope. I, All the gruesome murders I know involve eyelids.
5: That is so tedious to pluck every single body here. Unless there's a spell for that.
3: Well, this doesn't strike me as somebody who, uh, you know, is gonna be the job half-assed.
5: There's something about
4: feathers. I don't remember what it was. Oh. Um. No, I'll. I'll see if I can't go. Yeah, if you have that
3: epiphany moment, Mister like, Cromley, just like
0: let me know. Oh. I want to know. You absolutely can head to Cromley.
7: Yeah. Um, Wait,
5: there's shark attacks on the harbor. Sorry, what? I just read that article. No, mass lords have ordered that the sandy shore be closed until the shark attacks cease. We never saw any sharks there.
7: I just,
5: I just read the dock ward
4: one. I I I wonder if it's a warehouse.
1: (laughs) For those listening, uh, it says um, there's a an shop open in the dock ward. And anything that has the name pandemonium in the title is something the doc wards just don't need.
7: It's a
0: warehouse.
1: <laughs> pandemonium warehouse. <laughs> Since we cannot give you the actual uh, newspapers, uh, hey, these are from Beale Grimm's pandemonium. That's amazing.
5: Oh my goodness. I just... I wonder if there actually are sharks or if this is like a weird cover up for something.
6: It's probably a cover up for something.
5: I mean, to close the.
6: Someone probably saw me swimming to see the dragon. Let's no, I
1: will on. remind you all that there was a shark when you all went down and mm-hmm. fought the, uh, the, the Mara. No, not the, the uh, sea elves. It
5: fought. wasn't like on the shore.
1: No, it wasn't. It was not near the shore waters. No, no. but Boss, there are sharks in the bay.
4: Boss, mm. can I see the stone for a minute?
1: Sure. I
2: ask why?
4: Because I want to know what the feather thing was. No, wait. Because then it'll erase everything again.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Never mind. Oh, that's going do to know, drive me nuts.
2: Do I know what she's talking about? I have no idea what she's talking about, so...
0: Okay. Am I Just mixing no, up no games? <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything you're talking about, a feather thing, so... Yeah.
4: I might be mixing up games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're like, let me see what... I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have we done any... I yeah, like, we've done any cryptic feather things? Yeah. Where's the feather I would have drawn from. a blank.
1: <laughs> look if you, I know you're the note taker so if you find something'
4: you're thinking, yeah, you're thinking
1: of the uh, you're thinking maybe of
3: the red wing
4: no no it was I mean Benley casts
3: featherfall feather all
0: the time
4: no it's, it's something <laughs> very specific to the word feather
1: okay so what are your plans for the day
0: so obviously Seisha's going to Cromley um Harold you're going to look for in yep
1: yep
6: uh, I actually want to. Since I know I'm going to be awake before V is awake, like I want to get to V before anything else. Of course, okay. Um. V.
5: Yeah, what's up?
6: Uh, would you mind accompanying me to the Black Staff Tower today?
5: Sure, what are we doing?
6: There's a certain person there. Give me one moment. Okay. Evalos. Marv- I don't know how to say this character's name. I'm sorry. Master Evelos Morali. Evelos Morali. Okay. Okay. Tight. Um, she Tight. should help you start to deal with what has happened to you and probably strengthen your mind against any further incursion.
5: Oh, the void stuff.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, um, will it be scary?
6: It's your mind.
5: So maybe, okay. okay.
6: The only limits are your brain.
4: Okay, yeah. Um, one more thing, before we split up, um, I wrote a letter for your mother and I'm wondering if you could give me your opinion on it. Let me Here. pull it up. I-, I can just read it to you. Oh, okay. To the esteemed Lady Gathala, greetings, my name is Seeker Saisha Valisbard. I'm a Paladin of Ogma. I write to you today because I am composing a tome Uh, dealing with four prominent, four premier noble families of Waterdeep, and I am hoping to include your family among them. In the interest of full disclosure, I will tell you I am friends with your daughter, Viomiliana. While she is relatively knowledgeable of the Gathala family, I'm sorry, of the Gathala story, I would much prefer to get the story of your family's history and ascension from you. You and your husband did something truly incredible when you rose to become a member of the nobility, much less the first Goliath noble family of Waterdeep. And I wish to accurately impart as much of your tale as possible into the annals of the font of knowledge. I recognize that my relationship with your daughter makes the request quite a complex matter. I have no intention of discussing the present situation with regards to her during the interview, should you be so gracious as to accept. My intention is to discuss your house's qualities, position, and achievements. If you would be amenable to this endeavor, I will gladly and gratefully meet you at a place of your choosing on the occasion convenient to you. In truth and faith, Seisha Vallisbard.
5: You know what? I honestly didn't expect you to mention me at all, but I mean, I don't think it's bad. Okay. Well, I-
4: it's kind of an elephant in the room if I send a letter because I yeah. mean, they've done their research. They know who you're with. That's true.
6: I would sign it um, Laura Seeker, Seisha Vallesbart.
4: Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah.
6: Titles
5: matter. Or maybe, yeah, like in truth and faith, Laura Seeker, Seisha Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. It sounds like, you know, you think she's all hoity toity and want to write positive stuff about her, and that's what she's going to want. So. Okay! Yay! All right. Thanks. I'm gonna make that change and send it off. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, let me know how that goes. Sure. And maybe who knows? Maybe she'll ask for you to be there too. No, no, no. I don't think she will. That's a very sweet thought. Uh,
1: you never know. So before you make your way to Cromley's for the day, you spend the time needed to transfer that into a paper bird and send that to uh, Lady Ithala. Voss, when you woke up, you noticed through the window blue and red spiraled feathers etched into a long or attached to a long black arrow, embedded into the exterior of your balcony. And you go to investigate it. The note, attached, slammed against the wall, simply reads, Noon, Dock Ward, 13183 Stingray Street.
2: I take the note, memorize it,
7: Mm
2: -hmm. and when I get ready to leave for the day, I'll take the arrow with me as well. Um, I will burn this note.
1: Okay. No problem. Yep.
0: But cool. Yeah. All right. We're going to start with Sasha and Cromley. Okay. You make your way back to the Street of Bells to a small deep blue painted townhome. When you knock on the door, you are greeted warmly by the tall, thin middle-aged man with a scraggly hair and beard. In the background, you faintly hear the whistle of a kettle as he ushers you in for a spot of tea as you walk in, you can feel his eyes on you, noticing that you heard the kettle as your eyes shifted in the direction of the sound.
1: I see you're becoming more astute with your, system, your senses.
7: Sorry. I'm trying.
1: Um, especially since the first time we met. Yes. I, would, I would ask if you're here for another lesson, but I can tell something's on your mind as your eyes keep shifting to the right. You're left, which means you're either visually or audibly recounting something you've experienced. So, quick lesson. <clears throat> lesson number two. If someone's looking in the opposite direction, or if someone touches their face more than usual, constantly repeats themselves to solidify their statement, or looks towards the door or exit during your conversation, eight times out of 10, they're lying. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10, they're nervous
7: mm-hmm.
1: so why don't you sit down and ask me what it is you want to know
4: the the murder she sits she the murder that was in the paper yes um, did you hear about the murder in the field ward yesterday
1: I'm sure there are many homicides within the field ward just not, as there are any outside the city
4: not like this the man was he was strung up and his ribs were flayed open his his torso was basically turned into wings and there was a message carved on him um she pulls out a sheet of paper Mm -hmm. let this preside over his happiness honor and health it began with his hope and ends with his wealth. A legacy whispered in the heavens and muttered in the hells. This is... Somebody's killing and sending who, messages.
1: Who was it again?
4: Father Hondrig.
1: Of Ill matter Yes. That and what makes men mean? Hmm. The description you have matches the one that we met. We saw Master Kika with It's two high priests dead. From what Barnabas and I can figure out. You can see that his eyes move to your right, his left, as if to recall some information. Looks like a copycat from fifteen years ago.
5: Really? Who?
1: One of the first cases uh, Barnabas and I worked on together. We think it's a copycat or I think it's a copycat of the chameleon killer because the details are close, but not exact.
4: Chameleon killer. How did he get that name?
1: Well, the first time we found the bodies, as you said, back flayed open in a religious context, throat slit and a cryptic message etched into the front torso. But the eyes were never taken, and the targets—the reason why he's called the Chameleon Killer—they were shapeshifters. We think, the or at least, were? yes, we think—at least the only thing we could deduce was—is that it was to expose the corruption of what has infiltrated the city. Most people turn a blind eye because of that, and it's hard to get people to care when they believe justice is being done. You see that he lets out a huge sigh as he just relaxes, starts thinking again, shakes his head, drinks some tea.
4: What makes you think it's a copycat instead of the original?
1: Like I said, the eyes weren't taken. Most of the details are the same, but there's something different.
4: But this time they're going after holy men
1: and if our deduction was true about exposing the corruption for those that have infiltrated through their shapeshifting abilities that would be somebody aiding the city as I said people look the other direction but this is targeting high members of the city that only bring divinity to it but it doesn't matter though because we were never able to catch the culprit and one day it just stopped so either the message was received, or the chameleon killer met his own fate.
4: Or now he was, we have to f- figure out. Or he out was incarcerated for something else.
1: Could be. Could have been exiled.
4: Did you have a list of
7: suspects?
1: No. That was the thing. We could never find anything, but. Mm. Now we have to figure out what the new message is and why they're, so far, targeting priests.
7: Yeah,
4: all right. I, um. if you hear about any more, could you let me know? Of course. I knew Hondri. He was a good man.
1: Yes, he was. Um, I knew him as well. And you see him again, look to your right, his left.
4: Tell me the story. And she will spend the morning listening to stories.
1: Okay. Uh, And that is the one story he will not tell.
4: Yep. Ah!
1: Because it's the same as the last one that he avoided.
4: Hmm. Uh, all right
1: but uh, your insight picks up that it's a painful memory yeah and knowing home drag and what uh the house of saint Lospin does you can assume that yeah somebody probably didn't make it yeah 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 but you can spend of course talking uh, yeah. stories and, and mm-hmm. learning a little bit more and, and if you spend the time he'll actually go over another lesson with you of observation okay. and okay. all of that yep, so. yeah
0: all right, let's go down. Let's, go. let's make our way to
1: Voss. Right. So you go down <clears throat> to the address listed to a small, old, rundown shipping and storage warehouse. All of the windows and doors seem to be locked or boarded up. Can I hear anything inside? Uh... Uh, go ahead and make a perception check.
2: 12.
0: There doesn't appear to be anything coming from the inside.
7: Yeah.
1: Not yet. It is. There's too much going on yeah. in the
0: city around you. Yep. It, it is so. daytime. And so there are, you yeah. know, the building itself does look to be condemned. It does not look to be an active yeah. building. Uh, but the hustle and bustle of the dock ward itself is, and the, the crashing waves of the ocean just, you know, a couple blocks away is a little too much for you to hear what's going on in the inside.
2: Gotcha. All right. Um, I would like to find an entrance, potentially pick open a door if I have to, away from the prying eyes of the city.
1: Uh, you find
2: a door. It is locked. I will attempt to pick it open silently as much as I possibly
0: Right, so go ahead and make a stealth check and a uh, thieves, thieves tools. tools check.
2: Thieves tools check is a dirty 20. Okay.
1: okay.
2: Stealth check is a 24.
1: Okay, all right. You quickly
0: slip into the warehouse and notice it is extremely dimly lit and dark. The only light pours in from a small hole on the roof above. In the deep shadows, you hear the sounds of something thunking in the wood repeatedly.
2: I move towards it silently, keeping my distance. But close enough, I want to get a good look at what's happening here.
1: Okay. <clears throat> As you sit back in the shadows, sitting amongst uh, some of the warehouse crates and things abandoned here, you watch Zaraj train the young, <laughs> Lavender skinned uh, teenage girl, with a little bit of angst. You see her train her for a while. She targets different empty crates while he tries to get her to focus on tightening her grouping. Next, you watch as she shoots from the upper balcony as Zaraj hides under um, the area while throwing random items of various sizes into the air to train her accuracy and reaction speed. You can tell she is enjoying every minute of it, even though, even through her apathetic demeanor. Her focus slow, uh, solely on bettering herself, reveling in each pinned target. Next, they play a game of cat and mouse through the shadows. You notice that she has an unnatural gift for blending with the shadows. For you, it's hard to keep up with her, but you notice it is even harder for Zaraj, which is odd because you know that he has a keen eye as an archer. But you also know that orcs and half orcs have a dark condition.
0: Everything seems to be going great until he tries to teach her breathing control and to block out her surroundings as he antagonizes her through his frightening looming presence. As he screams at her, she turns nearly firing the arrow at him before he cuts it away with his glaive. He tries to regain control and f- forces her to focus, but she seems to only get more unnerved when he motions her to return to a ready position. His hand then grabs the top of her head to tilt it ever so slightly to better her aim as she screams back at him, dropping her bow to the ground.
1: How many fucking times do I have to tell you? Don't
0: fucking touch me. Unfazed by her anger, he then continues the lesson after taking an arrow and continues to annoyingly conduct her body position with it in places with it in place of his hand. You notice the tip of an arrowhead is a good motivator to fight resistance, even when used gently. After a few minutes of this, she gets frustrated again. And so in turn, he motions her to return to the starting position.
1: And continues uh, with that as he leaves her alone.
2: I would like to, as she's getting ready, to shoot a target. At that moment, just make my presence known just then as I'm watching, by either dropping down from where I'm at or just clinging my bell guard against something.
1: Okay. As you make your uh, presence known.
2: Right as she's getting ready to shoot.
1: Uh, as she turns, that arrow sinks into the door that what you came through, slamming it closed um, as it, the breeze of the outside has just slightly opened it. Not enough for light to get in, but it um, it's closed into it. Um, yeah. Echoing out from the
0: shadows, you hear the young angsty teen call out to you.
1: Door was locked for a reason, orc tongue. Entrance is up there. She points to the hole in the roof leading to the rafters. Are you here to babysit me while zaraj teaches me how to get better with my bow?
2: Oh, no. I could just hear you screaming from out on the streets. If you didn't want to attract attention, you're doing a very bad
1: job of it. She goes to say something retort and then realizes that you're right. Okay. Hmm.
2: You're a good shot. How long have you been practicing?
1: Couple weeks, couple ten days. Couple ten Very, very good. So. I mean, I've always used a bow, but he's making me better.
2: Hmm. You used a bow beforehand? Back at the village?
1: After the village. I was too young then.
2: Ah, I see. May I see it for a moment? Why? Humor me.
1: Fine. She hands it to you.
2: I look over it. What kind of bow is it?
1: Uh, it is a longbow. It's pretty simple in its design. Nothing fancy.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: What do
2: you see? Can you fire this?
1: Target. That's it? That's what training's for.
2: What are you training to do? I throw the bow back at her. Uh, She catches it. Come on, you know the answer to this.
1: Yeah, so do you. So why are you asking me? Makes you uncomfortable, doesn't it? And she looks towards Zaraj and then back at you. A little bit.
7: But you still
2: have ideas, dreams of revenge? Yes.
1: If I can even find them.
2: Anyone can be found, just a matter of time.
1: You don't know how big Faerun is. True.
2: But I've always been good at finding people. I've always been good at being in the right place.
1: Yeah, I guess so. You found me here. My private lesson.
2: You didn't make that difficult. And, um... If you can't do that in the heat of battle, you know all this training's useless, don't you?
1: And Ziraj steps forward, and he has a dark sash in his hand and hands it to you as he then looks to her. her.
7: Hmm. Would you mind if we
2: took away everything that distracted you? Sure. I take the dark sash in my blindfold her.
1: Okay. And for the first time, you hear him speak more than just a few words
0: if you hate me so much then i test you to hit me as the elves i learned from hunted the lichens. win and we continue your way lose and you will learn mine refuse and our training is
1: done what do you do
2: I look at her, and I say, this is your path.
7: Then
1: get out of the way." But I'll
2: tell you this right now. What he's offering you is a boon and a gift. You don't take it. And if you don't shoot him with true, murderous intent, there's no point to this
1: then get out of the way as she draws back her bow.
2: Yeah. I do, but I stay in range. And even though she's blindfolded, I'm not going to shout and scream at her, but I'm just going to whisper underneath my breath. This is where we set a
0: Stage whisper, Logan.
2: This is where we separate the straw we wheat. This is where we see all the time put into you is worth it. If the investment paid off, I want you in your mind's eye to not see Ziraj. I want you to see every single face you've ever wanted to put that arrow into. If you don't make this shot, you die. Everyone you care about dies. And everything you've ever wanted is taken from you. Lock out everything else. There is only the shot and the kill. No more hesitation. Only focus and nothing Do you understand?
1: She does not reply, and as this is going on, you watch as the half-orc takes this moment to silently slink through the shadows, throwing small rocks and other various items around the room, using their noise as a distraction. You watch her. Her wildly aim in multiple directions, firing wrongly and every time trying to stay focused as she breathes, listening to your words. You can I see th- anger building in her face.
2: I move next to her and I say, what is what a living thing does that no one, nothing else does? Breathe. Listen.
1: Shut up, time. And she, like, elbows you out of the way. I
2: catch her, I grab her, mm -hmm. and I hold her. And I say,
1: I'm not your enemy. I'm trying to hit him. Are you? And she'll step away, and again, trying to keep firing. At one point... Uh, forcing you to duck behind a wood beam as she spins again, nearly pointing the arrow directly at you at, in your direction. Um, but then eventually, the large half-orc man sneaks up from behind and gently places the blunt end of a knife against her throat, freezing her in place as she unties- the, As he unties uh, yeah, the sash. Yeah, as he unties the sash, sorry. He pulls the bow away from her as she huffs, and looks away, and for a moment, you see her wipe her face, trying to hide the hurt and pain that she just went through mentally. He squats down, resting one knee to the ground to be more level with her, as he tilts her head towards him with the the knife to look him in the eye. You are strong here. he points to her heart. But you are weak here. And he points to her forehead. You can see her seething now, not only from being touched by the orc, but because she is being proven wrong and was just bested. Focus your hate. Do not be
0: consumed by it, or you will become what you hunt. I could have chosen to hate elves for killing my father, the same elves that exiled my mother for loving him. Instead, I chose to learn from them and embrace the great hunter
1: catches you off guard for a second to hear him talk so much as you know he does not speak very often no he only speaks when it is important your passive insight picks up that the older it picks up on the older brother almost fatherly tone to his voice as he speaks to her he eventually comes back to you while he forces her to run more drills he gestures his arms openly with a tilt of his head, expecting your comments on the teachings.
2: She's never going to be comfortable with it. do you remember your first kill? He nods. That one's the hardest. I know... I know she has immense hate in her, and you are correct, she needs to focus. The reality of it is, well, this is amazing. It's amazing. She won't know what she's capable of until she actually tries it. Has she ever even hit anything, Anything living? Hunting?
1: And he shakes his head no. You get the feeling that he thinks she's not ready and doesn't want to put her through that.
7: Call her back here.
1: And you asked if Fala is there right now?
2: No, call her back here. Oh,
1: call her. Okay. <laughs> I heard it's Fala back here. I was like, uh, no. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, And he he goes and he nudges like gets in front of her and then looks over in your direction. She walks over towards you.
2: One last shot. And I pull out two platinum out of my pocket and I set it down. All you have to do is hit a target.
1: He looks around at all of the arrows in the area.
2: I walk over onto the range. And I stand there. Hit me once. Are you serious, st-
6: Ork ed-
7: Tongue?
2: Oh yes, deadly so. But keep in mind, you have to hit me. Not kill me. You could kill me, right now. Of course, if you wanted to do that, it's only you and ziraj who would know. If you really hated me, it'd be a perfect opportunity to do so. I, I won't move. Hit me once, and understand that when you hit me, your arrow will sink into my flesh and pierce me. I bet two platinum you miss.
1: Okay. And you see her just meld into the shadows as she steps behind a beam.
2: I look in that direction Mm -hmm. and I want to pull out to test her in a way. I want to imagine me I want to imagine one of my very, very old enemies. Now I want to imagine the moment I killed him, and I want to pull out every piece of rage and anger I have as if to project myself as something beastly into the ether. As if I'm uh... dropping every mask I have and just throwing every piece of humanity away and being as I feel I am.
1: Make an intimidation check. Yep.
2: 27. Okay.
4: No, thank you. Okay.
1: And as soon as you do this, suddenly an arrow cuts across the armor protecting your shoulder, less than an inch away from your neck, as your coat collar is pinned to a... Uh, the wall behind you, stopping you from walking forward. She walks forward out of the shadows. She says, that could have been your throat. I purposefully aimed it there. And your passive insight picks up that she is telling the truth. Mm. Rolled a 24. Nice.
2: I nod. I walk up to her after I pull the arrow out, and I say that you didn't hit me. You didn't make
1: me bleed. But I could if I wanted to.
2: Someday we'll see if that's true or not. And right, I now you,
1: hope right now you is. don't deserve it. I'm only going to kill what deserves it. I hope that when the time comes for you
2: to do so, and you kill what deserves it, your aim is true. And I take one of the platinums and I hand it to her. Incentive to continue forward.
1: As you hold it out, there's a long pause. She just looks at the coin.
2: I suggest you you invest it into buying a better weapon.
1: And you can feel that she wants it, but you also feel there's hesitation in taking it.
2: I kneel down to a batter level song at eye level and I say, you are investing time in me, your eyes. Your trust as is your teacher so I am investing in you
1: you all invest in each other that's what the doom raiders do
2: Aye. and so here is my investment made manifest as I said before you're gonna need a better weapon son
1: and she'll take the platinum from you and, um,
0: and uh, you spend the next 30 minutes continuing to chat with both of them before heading off to do other things. Gotcha. And uh, we're going to go ahead and make our way to Blackstaff Tower.
1: <clears throat> with Vinley and V. That's me.
7: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
6: So, you enter. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I take V up to the front door and I'm like, and I press my hand against it again. Cast a uh, third level spell? No, shut up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to use a cantrip. to open. Hope it doesn't it. open. Don't do this to me again. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh,
1: serious question, though. As I'm, We said in the morning rituals, uh, did you take Flock of Familiars off of your spell list today? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, did you click the spell used
6: i did okay <laughs> yeah that's what <when. laughs> took care of that <laughs> and then i will first of all say hello to
7: hey, the Shalom. guy yeah. yeah
6: i can never remember that guy's name
1: and but. he just kind of nods in your direction knows hi and he just kind of sighs and goes back to his paperwork not really paying attention to you yep
6: we're going to walk past, and I'm going to say, maybe not so loud next time. Oh. Okay. Still kind of <laughs> a library. Okay. And okay. as you enter...
0: <laughs> uh, as you mm. enter into the Ominous Squat Tower once again, walking past Tashlin and then into the dining hall, students and teachers are still frazzled and harried as you pass by them. The dining hall is still filled with scholars pouring over multiple books that you notice have to deal with storms, the weave, dark omens, the netheries, old magics, the sundering, and more. Just like the last time we were here. It's only been about two days. (laughs) No, uh, six days. No, two days, two days since the storm. Yeah, two days. Time is (laughs) a road. It's only been two days since the ominous red storm appeared and you hear the same discussions as the last time you were here, yet there still seem to be no answers. As you make your way to the winding staircase, back to the entry of the young Blackstaff, you are startled by a voice calling your name directly behind you in a condescending tone.
6: Oh, Vin- good, it's Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> she says as she turns around. Vinli <laughs> Galenodo. Yep.
0: And as you turn, you see Aiden O'Zul, The middle-aged man in student robings with four tiering layers and multiple robe cordings of different colors approach. You have come to learn that each layer is a representation of rank. Of these he wears the tunic, surcoat, robes, and cape signifying his rake as an expert in the arts of necromancy. Accordings signify class and achievement of the wizard and he would be akin to a valedictorian AP scholar, as well as recognition of achievements in student leadership and philosophy, each color attributed to the school of magic, where the braiding and location adornment signify the accomplishment. The man with shoulder-length salt and pepper hair, dark circled, heavy sunken eyes, shadowed by a heavy brow, square jawline, and a thin angular nose glares at you. His voice is calm and smooth, draped in an almost seductive whisper.
1: Curious topic you have been researching, Galinodo. Do be careful. And he looks at you with disdain as you cut him off.
6: Oh, sorry. I was busy. Could you make this quick? I'm sorry.
1: Do be careful
6: with the subject
1: path you walk. Remember, curiosity kills the cat. Mm -hmm. But I look <clears throat> I look forward to the day you are ready to challenge me in the duel.
6: Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, My bad, honestly, Aiden. I was a little busy killing a, a criminal underlord at my bar that I own.
1: Bar, hmm, that fits you as he looks down at you. Feel free to bring your bodyguard to come watch me destroy you.
0: And with a slight smile, he leaves you both standing before the stairwell, not awaiting your response.
5: Do people who talk like that have to, like, practice it at home before they go out in public,
7: or...? Yes. <laughs>
1: I mean, As his, master, voice, his, his master is a fan, so, I mean...
7: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: <sighs> he makes my blood boil, V. I thought
7: you
5: had a bodyguard.
6: I didn't know either. I think he may have been talking about you. Yeah, you definitely saw
5: him eye you
1: up and down. Yeah,
5: (laughs) I wasn't paying attention.
6: Honestly, you do more damage to me than enemies.
5: (laughs) That was one time, I will add.
6: One of the three times I've ever been hit since I've known you people.
5: You've only been hit three times? Around about. Well, glad to know I... With that I don't know. Okay, what are we doing again?
6: I'm gonna I'm gonna keep walking. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> as, you, yeah, yeah, as you Yeah, as you head up the stairs, you knock once again. You get the feeling as if something is watching you. Same to you, v. And after a moment passes the shimmer washes over the door before it opens back into the lantern lit war room of Vajra Safar. You see her holding tightly onto the crooked and hooked black staff.
1: Junior Grey, back again so soon. Have you returned with knowledge of the red sky, or is there something new that needs to be brought to my attention, perhaps information about how a dragon was able to break through the barrier of our city? Also, Lady Gothala, it is nice to see you once again. How is Maroon's blade treating you?
5: It's good, I like it a lot. It's Vedrach now, by the way.
1: My apologies vetterock i will make a note to um approach you appropriately
6: next time
5: okay cool
6: and just a real quick question before this scene continues do i know what she's talking about when she says a dragon (laughs) fuck no (laughs) okay cool i just wanted to make sure i wasn't like yeah spaced out for some reason yep okay so her vinley's face is genuinely like front crum- like not crumpled but yeah. squinched at furrowed. dragon furrowed furrowed furrowed's a good word yeah. and she'll look at vajra and say um i'm here for the red sky and something else and possibly a f- slight favor but before all of that what do you mean by dragon breaking the barrier into the city
1: uh, yes, I have some reports of a dragon being seen within the city. Not much beyond that, but it should not be possible with the powerful warding protecting the Splendors. But if you have time within your ten day, with whatever you're about to tell me, please look into it if you can.
5: I'm shocked that wasn't in the paper.
1: I am too. These are small whispers, so... Um,
5: so give it time and it'll be in the paper. Perhaps. Dragon's a hard thing to miss.
6: Um, so, as far as the red sky goes, I remembered something that I forgot to tell you last time I was here. There was a woman in the field ward, and she spoke in a sort of soothsayer mentality that I believe you should probably look into. Her skin is light blue, and she's a smaller person.
1: Her skin was blue, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her her skin was definitely blue. And and you see Vajra kind of like search her mind as to what that could be. I know there are many half races, so maybe a
6: halfling or gnome mixed with a genasi? If if I could interject, I I believe it was Harrowdust. Ah, yes. Wild magics plaguing our city. She seemed very wild. And you trust someone who's under the influence of a hair dust? Well, she mentioned a red sky and feeling, um, can't remember her specific wording, but basically equates to an earthquake. She said that hours before the Xanathar attacked us and the sky turned red and the earth began to shake.
5: She oh, also and there said- are moon bears.
6: I give a little less credit to the bugbears on the moon theory, but she did say it, so I can't technically rule it out.
5: And we're not sure if they came from the moon or if they were from Earth and then put on the moon,
1: huh, so. Interesting theory of what dwells on Selune. Um, But perhaps Herodust has the ability to awaken your mind. I would need to bring this to Master Morali's attention
6: i think that would be very wise and i saw in the papers i'm sure you have heard about this from Blastwind and barnabas that <laughs> barnabas is blessed i'm sure you're
1: talking of his friend saith cromley the retired sergeant
6: cromley yes that one um there was another murder a gruesome murder in the field ward as well that i don't believe anyone would have properly informed you about, so I came to do it myself. Thank you for that. Um, That is very troubling. So that is two murders. And who was the victim there? It was the High Priest of Ilmatar. I, unfortunately, cannot remember his name. Presently, I only met him twice.
1: Arch-Sufferer Homedrag?
6: Yes. That's it, precisely. So, uh, this and is troubling. It, it's more troubling with the way he was displayed. More troubling than the back ripped open and a message scrawled across the chest? Back ripped open, wings spread made of the back. Yes. I knew the other one was an Arakora, so... Arakokra. Everyone pronounces things so differently here in Waterdeep. It's fascinating. So, uh, thank you for
1: bringing this to my attention. That is very troubling. I'll look into this soothsayer,
6: whatever. There was also a message written on Omdreg's body. Yes, and what was that? And I'll relay her the message, unless you want me to read it again. No. No. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) cool.
1: Anything else that I can be of assistance with, you've given me much to think about.
6: Could you perhaps set up a meeting between Avalos? Evalos and Avalos Mara- Morali. Oh. Yes. I'm
5: trying to build up resistance to mind magic.
6: Ah.
0: And for a moment. You watch as Vajra's demeanor go blank as if spacing out for a moment, focusing on a singular spot in the room. Almost a half minute passes before she looks back towards you again.
5: During that half minute, she uh, V leans to Vinly and goes, is she okay? Does this normally happen?
6: I, can I roll an insight check? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make an insight check. She good? Is she getting ascending? <laughs> That's uh, fourteen, Did you I believe. Ask
5: if she was dead. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, thirteen. She dead? Is she
5: astral projecting? What's happening? <laughs>
6: uh,
1: thirteen. She's fine. She looks fine. Um, but you know what's happening. Uh, you don't She's even sitting. need to make an Arcana check. As then she looks to you and goes, "Master Morali is done teaching her lesson. Is willing to meet you. Meet with you. Um, she should be able to help strengthen your mind." especially if the far realm continues to leak into our city. I'll send you to her now.
0: The wave of her hand, the room and Vajra dissolve away, and in the blink of an eye, you are standing in a room that is round and smooth, like being trapped within a massive bubble of swirling, milky, silvery smoke in the center of the You see a body that levitates a few feet from the ground with their legs crossed in a sitting position.
1: The small halfling woman looks almost like a ghost. Her skin is deathly pale with stark white hair that you can see peeking out from her deep hood and her bare feet. Her deep gray golden trimmed robes billow as if in a calm storm ignited by the glow, the divining runes and circles that cover every inch. At first, you think her eyes are closed due to the color of her skin, before you realize they are solid white, illuminated in the white glow of an arcane weave from the ritual being done. Suddenly, in your heads, you all hear, telepathically, a woman's calm and soothing voice. Greetings, Vinli Galinodel and V
0: Vetterach. How may I be of assistance to you?
5: Am I supposed to respond to her in my mind or out loud?
0: Either is fine.
5: Okay. Uh, v is, by the way, holding on to Vinley for comfort as this was very abrupt and scary for her.
0: And, and the entire conversation is telepathically to you, by the way.
6: And Vinley, this is just trying to slowly and calmly wiggle away from V's grip but she will say uh, good morning we were here wondering if there was any way you could help my friend here in particular but perhaps both of us strengthen our mind a little against the stuff we have seen and the creatures we will continue to have to
5: fight the eyeball creatures the Far Realm is
0: indeed a dangerous place for the mind. The psyche can only take in what we can perceive as truth. Even in lies, our mind perceives the truth of what the lie is telling. The Far Realm bends and breaks all truth with that. Your mind bends until it breaks completely. Let us see what you have seen. Please lie down in the center here.
5: Wait, I have to like relive what I've seen? Or are you just probing?
0: You wish to strengthen your mind against it, yes. Yeah. And it will not be a pleasant experience. I
5: have to do. (laughs) Fine. She is not excited and lies down.
1: Yeah, the halfling woman, as you're talking, gestures blindly to the center where you saw the man with the dog lying there last time you were here. As you lie down, she floats down and places a blue celestite crystal onto your brow. Vinley, you watch as a flow of white arcane weave pours out from V's forehead uh, forehead, through the light blue celestite uh, focusing crystal almost like a thin thread tether that links V to the ceiling of the massive, divining crystal that creates the room itself. The short-statured woman then begins levitating once again and holds out a hand and begins to manipulate the magical thread of Mistress Weave.
0: V, as you close your eyes, you find yourself slipping away into a deep sleep, but mentally you feel as if nothing has changed. You wait for a moment, Expecting something to happen, and open your eyes only to find yourself standing in the milky silver round room alone. There are no doors, no windows, no sign of the diviner or Vinley.
7: Hello? Uh,
5: anyone here? Are y'all invisible? Should kind of go, uh, go ahead. She kind of starts to walk. She takes a step to walk around.
1: And as you take a step slowly, everything begins to fade and darken from the glistening white glow until you are standing in a black void of nothingness.
7: Oh.
1: You frantically, yep.
5: She she puts her hand on the ground just to see if there is a ground. (laughs)
1: You frantically look around and you feel for the floor as it gives out from under you and you just hover and float weightless in the void.
5: Uh, I hate this.
1: As you start to look around, your eyes adjust, begin to adjust to the darkness and you notice it is not entirely empty. You start to see the twinkling of stars slowly come into existence. And as they grow brighter and brighter, you realize that they're not stars at all, but eyes, hundreds of thousands of eyes piercing into your very soul. And that's where we're going to take a break.
6: That was rude.
5: That's <laughs> fine, I'm sure. Dicks. Yes. I'm
6: I mean, so v. sorry, V.
5: I thought I was me practicing magic, not just reliving my trauma.
0: Uh, you got to strengthen
1: your mind by, re- like, yep, by so, strengthening your mind. We will be
0: back in about 15 <laughs> minutes or so. Um, if you have not already entered hashtag Eldritch to win an Eldritch Foundry miniature and hashtag Beyond to win a digital copy of Icewind Dale Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Uh, and we will see you soon. Yes. Rock
2: Punch! It's rolling. Okay.
0: Okay, okay. okay, all right, everyone,
5: quite on set. We're recording, okay? We just need to say what Rock Punch means to us with this podcast promo.
2: I enjoy punching rocks. Nope,
5: I mean. stop. We need to say, like, what Rock Punch is. You know, like, what is it? I mean, it is comedy. Yeah, yeah, we do comedy sketches, but, like, overall, what is it? Oh, uh, we have our YouTube and Facebook videos, our podcasts, and our Twitch streams. Right, but we're more than just like places with stuff there. We're like like, what are we, right?
3: You yeah, know, we're like some stone. No, nope, stop,
5: stop. We have no, yeah, yeah. D four. Yeah, right, but we're not just D yeah. four. We're like.
3: We're like some boulder slamming. Colton. No.
5: Just say that we're like... We're uh, an
3: entertainment channel for geeks and gamers, providing quality content across multiple platforms. It's truly something for everyone.
5: Wow, Greg, that was perfect. I
3: mean, it's, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you left out the... punching. Shut, Shut up! up! Just... God damn it.
0: Wow! What a time to go to break. Anyways, well, let's get back to the action
1: everyone, and we're back. Um, everyone has split up into different areas of the ward. To- we can do
3: that again. Like yeah. we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We can do that safely. split the 10? party. This is what happens when you run a game in a city. People feel comfortable enough that they live there. They can go wherever they want. There's not threatening panthers.
3: I anymore. know where I like my groceries from, Devin. That's just... <laughs>
4: going to find those pants
3: I
1: need cantaloupes Um,
4: Logan went to have a meeting
1: to watch Zaraj train Elvandria Seisha went to um, retired Sergeant Cromley to learn more about the murders that are happening and finds out that this isn't the first time this calling card has been left within the City of Splendors but now we are with V and Vinley at the Blackstaff Tower.
0: Where V is getting her mind strengthened to hopefully withstand the throes of the Far Realm. And she has found herself in an empty void full of eyes once again. And we're starting off with An an intelligent saving
1: throw.
3: You're real strong. Hey. A strong. Obviously.
5: Intelligence, I'm, not I'm wisdom. Muted, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm actually better at wisdom than intelligence. I know. <clears throat> Is that you? I said I know. Oh, I thought you said I uh, no. and I was <laughs> like, I do <laughs> know what my sheet <laughs> says, and it's uh,
7: four.
1: Ooh! <laughs> Ow! Ooh, strong. That real strong mind. <clears throat> You're immediately taken over by the fear of this place, remembering the first time you saw it. You find yourself paralyzed, unable to move. You feel the eyes stare through you and your mind feels like it is stabbed by a thousand needles. You take three points of psychic damage.
0: Let go of your fear and transgressions and let your mind become flexible to bending to what you see. When you allow your mind to bend around you, you strengthen it so it cannot break. Do you wish to stop or shall we push harder against the bend?
5: I don't know. Does it get better or worse?
2: There's no response.
1: Okay, <clears throat> Vinley, you watch as uh, V is laying what seemed peaceful at, at first, and then her brow furrowed and she starts shaking violently. You can see fear wash over her face as uh, Master Morali stays floating. You hear none of what is happening. You see none of what is happening. It is a very calm, besides V's movements, very calm room right now, very quiet and serene, but from but V from the vast, empty, abandon of eyes, you hear once again the guttural, haunting voice that echoes through the void and speaks your name
7: Vio
1: the black emptiness begins to fade, and as light comes back to you, you find it completely engrossed by a golden yellow hue, like a and like looking through tinted glass with a th- uh, thick purple black vein stretched across it. The outside world hazy and distorted, like looking through warped glass, you feel weightless again, but also compressed by the pressure all around you, now realizing you're submerged in some type of viscous ooze.
0: The walls of the embryonic membrane cling around you, giving very little room to move you push your hand as it stretches against the membrane and tears through it like butter, like a butcher gutting a pig. As you and the the milky viscous fluid pours out and onto the spongy ground, you cough up what feels like gallons of fluid from your stomach (laughs) and lungs. As it begins to drip off of you and slowly rises into the air like tendrils of strings tied to a marionette. Your head instantly fills with thousands of needles plaguing your mind with the most intense migraine you've ever experienced.
1: Gathering your bearings, looking around at a nearly empty wasteland. You're now on a deflated organic, uh, your now deflated organic flesh pod can be seen attached to a few others suspended by roots that are slick and inky, more like veins growing across the land and up into the air to form large, long bronchi. In each pod within the cancerous polyp tree is another humanoid figure floating in the embryotic fluid, but you see none of your friends. You do not see Sasha, you do not see Vinley or Harold, or even Voss in some sick attempt to find something to cling to.
0: The first thing you notice after escaping whatever fleshy prison it was that held you captive is the utter bitter cold. As you look around to somehow ascertain where you may be, hoping to find shelter, you realize you are once again back in the Far Realm. The nebulous sky above dances around like clouds made of oil and blood, swirling in on itself within the inky void that is the vastness of the stars. The dark, muted crimson sky illuminated by seven moons that look like they are covered in horrific scars of burned flesh stretch across their surface with large hollow chunks removed from its form. A few of the dead moons in the distance can be seen broken away by massive, slowly writhing tendrils and tentacles bursting from below its surface, reaching out into the empty vastness of space.
1: Although you hear sound around you from your movements, or when you talk and scream out calling for someone, there is no ambient sound emanating from the world around you. The silence is almost deafening, but... If anything, it is definitely unnerving. However, although you can't hear it, you can definitely feel the energy of this place filling you with dread, like your heart is sinking into your stomach. As you look out into the empty plain, you see stretches of round rolling hills, interwoven and folded around each other like the uh, slukai of brain. Sharp shards of crystallized amber covered in the same black tendrils of the pods, protrude everywhere across the surface like a rocky desert. The jagged rocks resemble more like rusted, broken and jagged blades sticking out through flesh, creating harsh deep shadows nestled below their outcroppings.
0: As you look along the horizon, you see thousands more of these bronchi polyps far off in the distance of every direction, like small cancerous growths and with it you see a few other people wandering aimlessly, mostly of which you see seem to be looking at the only beacon of tangible comprehension in the far off distance. Before you is a colossal pyramid split down the middle and separated by thousands of feet. But from here, it appears to be only inches. A pillar of light radiates through the void and up into the heavens from between the pyramid where it eventually fades away from perspective. It's at this point, that, those, that, that you notice the massive ships floating through the dry thunderstorm, rendering the vessel clear, nearly invisible against the
1: nebulous sky. Your vision blurs for a few seconds and then becomes hyper-focused as you see the energy of everyone around you pulsing from these polyps. And from that, energy pulls from you and you see low stepping out, ethereally emerging from you as she comes up to stand face-to-face in front of you. With that, she draws an ethereal red knife from her belt and and slowly raises it begins to cut a circle around your face.
0: You struggle to move away and find yourself shackled with writhing tendrils that pour out of low stomach, stretching her torso into a gaping maw of tentacles and teeth. The pain is excruciating as she cuts away the flesh of your face and pulls it away and places it onto her own. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. 19. Was that
5: 1919?
1: 9? Nine? 19.
5: It is a 1 and
1: a 9. Okay. Having lived this memory once already and seeing the horrors of the far realm firsthand, you take Master Evelos Morales' advice and allow your mind to bend and fold around the horrors before you. The image fades and dissolves away back into the room where you awaken, out of breath and extremely tired. But you feel yourself strengthened, strengthened through your will of your own mind. And when you level next, you have the option to take the resilient wisdom or intelligence feat
6: are you okay v? I
5: guess well you're breathing
6: so it must have gone well
5: that could have killed me I don't know you don't know
7: mm-hmm. what
0: what yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and with that in your voice you hear it would not have killed you, but it would have rendered your mind astute. I do not know the pain which you sought, but your mind is stronger now.
5: Cool. Um...
0: Remember, allow yourself to bend to the will of the fear that surrounds you. Let your mind be like a wave in the ocean conforms to that which it sees. Allow it to bend and not resist, for when it resists is when it breaks.
5: Okay. I guess that makes sense.
6: We should probably go get some rest. You look...
5: Yeah.
1: You are covered in a cold sweat.
5: Need a shower.
6: Oh, no, you don't. And you are completely clean.
5: <laughs> oh, nice.
6: Magic. It's a double sided coin or whatever. Come on.
5: Edge sword?
6: Oh, yeah. Sword. <laughs> As she's like walking out, she's <laughs> like, why didn't I think of sword? <laughs> and she thanks Master Morali. Morali, yes. Yeah, Morali. Oh, yeah.
0: The old halfling woman bows to you.
5: Thanks, I think.
0: And she smiles, and I'm here if you ever need anything.
6: Thank you so much.
0: And with that, we are going to make our way
1: to Harold. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's do that first. Let's let's go back to Voss for a second. We're gonna we're gonna save Harold.
1: Um, Voss, if you so wish to bring Binley, you can find her um, at Trollskull School Manor, um, tending to V. <clears throat> or you can go to the Temple of Gond yourself. Whichever you choose.
2: Um. During, I'll say this. During our. Last encounter, I remember Vinley wanting to, what it seemed to be, bridge the gap between myself and Theo and So reluctantly, I will go to Troll Skull Manor to seek her out.
1: Okay. And you find, I'm guessing, V and Vinley in the common room.
6: Or
5: yeah. in-, yep. Probably uh, I, in the common room. You what?
6: Probably in the common room.
5: I would say the common room. I would also say that V is uh, drinking.
6: <laughs> 100% okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah.
2: Boss, knowing Keen Mind, knows exactly what time it is. Yep.
0: Your passive well. insight can
2: also pick up that
0: V is no visibly shaken.
2: <clears> oh. <throat> Oh, hello. Apologies if I'm interrupting anything important. I was going to make a trip to the Temple of God. Yeah. If uh, either of you wish to come, it seems like you're engaged in something else at the moment.
6: I think, V, it's probably time for you to lay down, lay down, instead of continuing to drink.
5: I don't want to go to sleep yet.
4: I can I get it. Can I get home? Uh, no, no. It'll yet. be It'll be after. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna fix V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't.
5: I don't really want to be alone.
6: Okay. Do you want to? I turn to Voss as she continues the the question to V. She turns to face Foss and says, do you want to come with us?
5: What do you need me for? Like, look scary or something?
6: You can just stand there if you don't want to be alone.
5: You don't okay. have to look scary. Okay. I guess.
6: She, I, don't I, you,
5: I don't know why you'd need me.
6: She hands I, her another slice of bread.
2: I pull in Finley a little bit and just go, what happened?
6: It's a long story, but essentially, I've been trying to help her, and today was a mental preparation for the Far Realms, and it kind of took a lot out of her.
2: I can see that.
6: She did well, though. She was only down for a little bit.
5: Yeah, my grandmother cut my face off and put it on her face again
6: that happened
7: okay well
6: she told me about it all of it
2: all right is this is this helpful
6: perhaps um it's just training to further your resistance to any magical spells that tamper your mind or any mind altering magics in general or supernatural effects
2: Alright. Well, I have to get moving, but I'd like to talk about this further.
6: I, well, I would love to come with you. I don't know if you, as she points to V, should come. Okay. You're...
5: I will hang out with Leaf.
6: I can <laughs> leave you some friends. And she holds up her hands and Savard <laughs> falls like flutters up
5: that's okay thank you though
6: okay
1: okay so while you two are out um and something that you all have now noticed is the same thing that seisha has noticed but it's across all of the worlds as there seems to be less carriages more people walking about You see some people sharing carriages, if you so wish.
2: I hail a carriage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I imagine it takes a little bit longer.
1: It takes a little bit but, longer, and when one pulls up, there's already a man inside.
2: Okay. Um, as he pulls up, I would just like to question the driver and ask, seems to be a, few, a bit few of you on the road
1: these days. Yep, um, strange that is, but hey, means I get more work.
2: No idea why that is?
1: <sighs> Something about, I don't know, people needing more horses? Something, I don't know. Hasn't affect me though, so I don't care.
2: Gotcha. I pay him for go to the temple of Gond. And as I step inside, who else is in the carriage?
1: Just some random uh, guy making his way um, into the city, uh, right into the castle ward to the market. Okay,
2: I don't bother him but... then.
1: Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead and spend. Uh... Something else you notice is that there's an upcharge and it is gonna cost five silver, which is something that should have only cost one silver. I do not.
6: Shouldn't they be charging less for a shared Uber?
4: <laughs> it's a Uber, not an Uber. <laughs>
6: <What>?
4: Sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, if you pay it, you get in. Uh, and you return once again to the House of Inspired Hands where the various tinkersmiths and crafters are going about their visions. As you enter, you once again see Twiggy standing on the rafters of the tallest section of the temple, where he once again jumps with the parapack on his back. And just like last time, he goes to pull and the chute fails to open due to a faulty pull cord. But this time, you watch him push a button from the bottom of the parapack as a small pouch overturns, and from it dumps hundreds, if not thousands of sponges, in which he lands somewhat safely he jumps up with joy squealing with excitement
7: it worked it worked huzzah it worked did you see it worked
2: i i did what an inspired sponge mechanism you found
7: Ah, yes yes you
2: see oh
0: oh you push this button in a compartment of holding in the parapack that is attached to a mechanism that overturns dumping one or two sponges for the wearer to safely land in. And if for some reason that fails and whatever, the wearer goes splat, the sponges are there all ready for a quick cleanup. Ah, This is really one of my greatest inventions. Ah, Uh, What brings you back to the House of Inspired Hands?
2: I am here to see Nim, Um, sir. Could you direct me to where he is?
1: Ah, Of course, yes, right this way. Twiggy leads you back to the observatory room where Nim stays. And you find him, you find the mechanical man hooked up to the arm machine as you hear the sharp, high-pitched whine of the uh, large circular blade as he pulls the lever and severs his own leg. He looks up at you through the multiple glowing eye
0: ports of his sleek face. As you...
6: do doing, buddy?
1: Uh, I was trying to see if I could experience pain
6: oh you didn't have to do all that
1: I believed I had come up with the proper algorithm for my joints but I was wrong inspiring I will now reattach and try again but how may I be of assistance today
2: uh Let's get your leg back on first and then we'll talk and I'll assist him with this if it's not too long.
1: (laughs) Oh no assistance necessary. And he just see him just go to work and it looks pretty intricate and is going to take a while. Um, I can talk to you while I repair myself.
2: Certainly, and I turn to Vinley real quickly and whisper in her ear. Would you mind? Keeping a measure of—I know it's difficult because he's an automaton—but see if you can get an idea of that his feeling. It exists.
6: His his feeling?
2: Yes. I'm going to run a bit of an
1: experiment. Do you Do you, do you say this quietly? Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: I turn back to Nim, and I say, Nim, tell me. I know so little about a mechanism or a person like yourself. You said you don't experience pain. Do you feel emotions?
7: Hmm.
2: Desires?
1: Well, to answer your first inquiry, I believe I was created on the Isle of Baton as many of my type were, but I am an anomaly, a chosen, as TechSmith Twickey puts it, of God. to answer your second inquiry, I do not know. That is what I am trying to experience, feelings, are they a part of the soul?
2: I want you to do something for me. A compartment that houses the crystal shell of yourself, that's what you call it, right? Your soul.
1: It is my power source, but your soul is not your power source, unless that is what turns off when you die. Open and he unbuttons his very fine-tailed coat and clicks a couple of spots in his chest and then pushes out and then separates. And you can see the internal workings of all of the mechanisms, the gears, the pistons, and all of the things that don't quite make sense to you. And you see a glowing shard in the center of his chest.
2: Oh, God. This is what I pierced and destroyed when I had to kill him. As and you said, I destroyed his soul. And he
1: looks over at the displayed like figure that's all stretched out, uh, almost like um, Da Vinci's uh, something man ventruvian man i think I is what i think it is. that's what it is um but splayed out like that sectioned across as if to understand the inner workings and find a way to make it a living creature um and he goes yes that is a correct account of what was said then i would sh- assume that this is a soul but why am i an anomaly
2: How did you feel whenever I told you I destroyed him?
1: I did not know that one, but maybe one day I will. I have no care for that being.
2: Do you have care for yourself?
1: That is hard to say.
2: While he's distracted, I want to pull out my blade and drive it into his soul. What I'm not doing, I don't want to destroy him or attack him. Okay. I want to make it look like I'm going for him, and then I'm going to destroy him, and I want to see
0: what he does. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay.
6: Can I roll an insight check?
0: (laughs) Um, I I still need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Me too? No, no, boss. Um, 18. Uh, you, you, uh, Twiggy casts uh, at you. As soon as you you oh. go to, to the offensive Twiggy, immediately gotcha. casts at you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, you can, um, but what was your total? Arcana. Eighteen. And I think it's wisdom. Let me just double check. Yeah, it's wisdom. Yeah, you got an eighteen. Yeah, yeah, you you get it. You can arcana
2: okay.
0: it if you
6: want. I got an eighteen on my arcana. Hold person. Gotcha. Uh,
2: makes sense. But as I said before, I'm not trying to hurt him. I'm I to understand
0: him what you said, but when you draw a blade and go no, to stab a creation <laughs> who attends to be the chosen of a, of a god. Yeah. <laughs> this is fair. This is a fair thing he did.
1: Yeah. Um, but go ahead
0: and make an attack roll.
1: You feel for a second your body somehow not seeing the techsmith behind you, watching you as your body seizes up and then you push forward and go
2: ahead and move. Gotcha. T- Sweet. Natural 20.
1: Okay, you are able to stop on a dime or a shard, you might say.
2: Did he try to stop me? No.
1: Um, you actually see his hand wrapped around your wrist.
2: At that moment, I look at him and I say, how do you feel
1: right now? I feel, and there's a long pause.
2: This is new. Take your time, but hold on to it.
1: And then he bends your arm towards you um, and closes his assist. chest. And um, with that, he says, I understand your inquiry and your method. try and prove your theory but wouldn't all beings try to defend themselves whether they are alive or not a construct can be programmed
2: and think Uh, of it as uh, this pause you there because
0: Twiggy's gonna intervene Uh,
2: okay fair I will back away slowly uh, and and,
0: uh, at first you kind of see him and as, as he sees this he goes ah An experiment. Why did you say so? Don't just randomly pull out a blade and start stabbing someone. That's how you get thrown into the cogwheel.
2: Fair. I will remember this for future endeavors, but...
1: Nim, without missing a beat, goes, yes, that would be lots of pain. As he looks... In my defense... Straight in the face.
2: (laughs) In my defense, this had to seem as real as possible. I apologize if I caused you, and I pointed to Twiggy, or you, Nim, no, any duress. But what are that feeling?
0: Well, a simple show of respect to asking me permission to perform experiments on my brethren would have been sufficient and not a breach of invitation. Do not Fair let way. it happen again.
2: I won't.
1: If I you won't. wish, you conduct, conduct experiments. I willingly accept.
2: Thank you. I appreciate your trust.
1: But also, it must be approved by the textman.
2: I will keep this in mind in the future, but think about this. The most basic, most basic motivation of any life is self-preservation. That is what fear stems from. Whether you know it or not, What you felt was fear.
1: I have felt something inspiring.
2: If I asked you to take that inspiration and mold it into a face, into a mask, what would it look like?
7: That fear
1: I do not know.
2: I would like to ask you to try to make something that would fit my face. I want to see if you can mold fear into a face. I'd be willing to compensate you for your efforts, obviously. But I want
1: it can and will be done. Please give me time to complete this task.
2: Of course.
1: Your only parameter and requirement is one of fear. Yes. Of feeling.
2: The feeling of fear made
1: manifest. I will try to create a creation that will be a paragon of your satisfaction. May I ask why you want this made?
2: I am embarking on a journey that may require me to take different... faces. And I may need one of pure primal beer.
1: Inspiring. Suddenly, you watch a human tinkerer wearing a large sun hat, welding goggles, and saffron-colored robes tied together by a tool belt come hustling in and walk up to TechSmith Twiggy. He then whispers something into the gnome's ear. You watch as the TechSmith continues to nod, and nods a few more times, and then screams. What? (laughs) He then, very calmly,
0: turns to YouTube. Good, you're here. Let me explain why I summoned you to the House of Inspired Hands.
2: What? <laughs> what?
0: It appears we have misplaced a small clockwork dragon we made for the Midsummer Parade at the end of the 10 day. It's nothing big, but it's something we are very proud of and seems to have misplaced it. You did so well at finding the Nimblewrite. If you could please find our little dragon, we would reward you, oh, say, a thousand dragons. Hmm. That is, if you bring it back in one piece, safe and sound, unharmed. It's it's pretty small. Hard
6: to... Do. How little? Small. Like, I point to myself, then I point to a box on a shelf, and then I point at the table. How How small are we talking here?
0: Nope, but it's just a tiny problem that shouldn't be too hard to take care of.
1: a piece of my crystal shod power source resides within it. Perhaps this will be of assistance again. And the construct pulls out um, an odd 12 inch contraption of gears with an umbrella like metallic protrusion at one end with a handle and a lever on the other and hands you the nimble right detector before con- uh, continuing to going back uh, to a- attaching his separate leg.
2: I take it. Mm-hmm. I look to Vinley this what hellscape have we gotten ourselves into <laughs> again but i nod to the man i say we will endeavor to do our best to find your small dragon do you have any leads yes it's missing
6: oh that makes so much sense
0: good now no. hurry along chop
6: chop no time to waste <laughs> I, she starts walking I, out
2: <laughs> I turn to Nim one last time and I say thank you for trusting me I hope in the future you'll trust me I promise I'll never do anything like that again no.
1: you already have my permission thank I you. enjoy learning it is inspiring.
2: Into a future of mutual inspiration. I walk off in.
6: I'm waiting outside for him at this point because she's just walking straight out. She does not like being in this place. Um, okay. So, Voss. um... People have been mentioning that they've been seeing a dragon flying around. Bajra told me about it this morning. Oh. The one problem is she didn't completely say where it was spotted.
2: This is a task... For the rest of the group, I think. I'm certainly not going to fight whatever abomination they created by ourselves. Mm-mm, mm-mm,
6: mm-mm. I would probably just go invisible again. That's a great strategy. I can't believe I've never figured out that spell before.
2: <laughs> I've always thought it was useful.
6: I do have a question for you, Voss.
2: Ask, please. Are you okay? It's kind of a vague question.
6: Feel free to I give a like vague answer.
2: I feel the way I always have ready, sharp, alert. Okay. Why did you ask
6: Part of my medical training isn't just anatomy. It was also psychological. And it used to intrigue me why you were so similar to me. But I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. There's just. I have this feeling. Anyway, let's let's go back and tell the others about the dragon. Do
2: you want to know something? <laughs> I didn't understand at first, whenever I screamed at the rest of you that we were living with a knife against our throat, why you all responded. Now I get it. I don't know if any of you have ever lived under the constant pressure of something to kill you. Maybe you have. In fact, I think you have. Not all your life. Me? All of it that I can remember. So to all of you, this war that we're involved in is new. To me, it's normalcy.
6: I do eventually want to show you a different way of doing things the way I used to do it before everything went downhill and my life turned to shit briefly. There used to be such beauty in sunsets. Perhaps that should be what we start with, with you. Just watch a sunset sometime. Anyway, let's go home. And she starts pointedly walking down the street. <laughs> okay,
1: we're going to go to Harold. Oh,
0: <coughs> Harold, you go out and return to your typical spots for gathering information. You hit up the local watering holes that harbor the less than reputable, the mercenaries, the alley blades and bully blades. You head to the guild master butcher, Armel Benoit and his crew at Meats and Treats. You talk to a few urchins and grease some palms and even buy some dog food for Jimmy the Fish, AKA Fishy Jim, to try and hunt down any new information about recruiting for the Zentarum
1: and its run
0: with Harrow Dust.
1: It takes you most of the day, but, You travel the city, falling lead against lead against lead, and notice that it is fairly difficult to acquire a carriage. And notice less and less horse-drawn buggies, especially in the southern and dock wards. Um, And you notice more people walking by foot. Any carriage you do uh, find, you notice that the price is upcharged by a minimum uh, starting cost of five shard in the dock ward and up to ten dragons. In the seaward, oh, cool. the carriage ride. Hmm? Oh, I was just. Oh, damn! Yeah. Uh, and the carriage rides you do take are often shared with others. Uh, the only area that this is not true is the seaward, where it is all private uh, carriages. However, you have enjoyed the conversations with the myriad of strangers. You have had fun uh, warning them about purple pants and talking to them about the complexity and complex conversations on if a buttered lobster can live in a vase filled with fresh water.
0: (laughs) Uh, I need you to do a skill challenge for me now. I would love to. All right, so the first one is gonna be a
3: disguise kit check. So no one notices or recognizes Harold. That was, I was literally actually going to ask if I can make a disguise check. So that's yep. awesome that you guys thought of that. That's so yeah. cool.
1: I, I know what you're doing.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's let's be real.
1: <laughs> what do you look like though? Tell us, tell us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please describe what. So it could be more than one persona that you take on the day, but.
3: So no, um, it depends on where I am. Um, I will probably disguise myself just like generally, but as we get to the skulkier and skulkier parts, I'm going to have bought a new outfit that is mostly all black with hints of white and red trim. And I'm going to model my face to have like, almost like a a ghost of the features of Manchun. If you were right on top of me, you'd be like, well, that's clearly not Manchun. But, but if you
1: were like... Passing. Yeah. Okay, so you want fine clothes or a costume? Uh, fine
3: clothes. I think that he would not... I mean, I think his clothes are really nice and I'll spend the money for it.
1: Yeah, take 15 gold off of...
3: 15 gold, cool. All right, so I'm trying to... I, I would have rolled by now, but I'm trying to figure out where my disguise...
0: So it is your proficiency
1: bonus... Plus, your let's say intelligence check because you're trying to replicate um, somebody else. That's if fair. That's were just,
3: fair. If
0: you were just throwing something together, it would be dex. but, but you're right.
3: Are, yeah, but because I'm specifically like, okay, yep. I'm sure what does he look like? Okay, please don't fail me.
1: Not now.
7: Oh, all
3: right.
1: 14. You are proficient in it. So are you adding your proficiency? Level? Yeah, adding my proficiency,
3: that's 14. I mean, yeah. 11.
7: All right,
0: sounds good. Go ahead and make me a persuasion check. Wait, wait, pause.
1: What's your intelligence modifier? Uh,
3: that'd be a zero. Oh, okay, then yes, <laughs> I'm not the brightest. Okay.
1: <laughs> Just It's all charisma, baby. wanna <laughs>
7: yeah, he's so pretty. Yeah, he's I ask
1: myself how far I can get on charm alone. Apparently, pretty far. <laughs> um, the next one is persuading people to give you the information. Absolutely. They're much more confident here uh 22 okay okay um the next one is deception to get them to uh think that you're on their side and not just someone you're you know right you're, you're not a narc right that's fair <laughs> uh be cool be cool be cool dude be cool
2: you gotta tell me if you're not <laughs> it's
7: be <pretty> cool <laughs>
3: That's the law. You got to tell me. Uh, 30?
1: Got it. Just barely. Just barely. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Next one is insight to make sure that they're telling you the truth. righty. Or at least enough of the truth that you can follow the lead. Uh,
3: 19.
1: 19. Okay. And then um, make another charisma skill your choice but explain what you are doing how you are doing it and so you can make it whatever you want whatever scene you want but what is what is oh, so oh, make make up a just make up a scene for me to do yep. a
3: yep.
0: deception a a deception mean? or persuasion your any any charisma skill can yeah. it have
3: been one of the ones you've already described like what my relation with jimmy the fish was sure yeah sure. absolutely so uh when jimmy the fish uh kind of stepped out and was like trying to figure out like who was it that you know dropped the, the fish and he's like coming out with the food or whatever i perfectly mimic Voss stepping out of the shadows and just like step up behind him and i'm like i've been waiting for you for over five minutes and like when he turns i he like sees that the uh the staff i have is pointed directly at his throat and i'd be like Let's talk, and I'll make an intimidation check.
7: Ooh, nice. I like it,
3: I like it. Not as good as the other ones, but it's still pretty good. 13.
1: Still still All All right. Still got it.
3: So. (laughs) Uh, Bard. Bard,
1: (laughs) yeah. All right.
0: While traversing through the city streets, you learn just from the regular citizens wandering the street that the horses of the city have been disappearing. You learn it started happening over the past day, originating around the time you all were in the field ward. Some speak whispers of a beast prowling the wards. Others say a giant machine that has been collecting them. Maybe a new dung sweeper apparatus.
1: Rumors say the eye tyrant known as the Xanathar was killed, with a few alluding to the fact that it was orchestrated by Manchun himself. But what is disheartening is the rumors that someone has already stepped in to take his place, only six days within the lair attack, and only two days since the rumors of his death. Some believe it to be just a ruse for Manchun to take over the Xanathar guild. You also hear conflicting thoughts on which Manchun that actually might be, as some speak of the main Manchun with a, barrier, uh, with a banner of green, and, but a small few murmur about a separate Zintarum under the banner of the red wings of the Flying Serpent. And there cannot be another faction unless the old rumors of multiple Manchuns are true. You hear there is
0: a few people who talk about a new cult in the city. There's no identifying features whispered about the cult, only that alley blades have been contracted to look for an item of great importance. At first, you think it's gonna be the stone, but rumors say they are
1: looking for a crown. But you get no details about it, just a strange cult is looking for the crown. A few of the people you speak to talk about something coming, brought on by what they call the Winter's Wind. It's hard to tell what they mean by that. Could be a person, a dark omen, or perhaps literally winter that's half a years away. The message you get that spreads through the city on the tongues of those who bear the mark of the serpent makes little sense to you, but you recognize it as thieves can't.
0: The Winter's Wind brings a merchant's friend they will receive five thirds of a ten of their wares when walking with a golden lady.
1: Did
3: you repeat that so I can write it down? Yeah. Okay. So that's, the wind winter-
1: So Harold, <laughs> uh, we're we're just gonna send it to you in chat. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have no idea what it means,
3: but I nod very convincingly. Like I. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> of, of course, the winter's
1: wind. Who doesn't? Yep, <laughs> fucking Jesus. I knew that last week. Um, but after a long day of gathering information, of again li- uh, following lead after lead, literally almost traversing the entire city, um, it's getting late into the evening now, and you're on your way home. You're actually able to hail and be picked up by one of the scarce carriages on the streets. They ask you where you're going, and uh, from where you are now to all the way to Trollskull Manor, as I'm sure that's where you're going, uh, they ask for a gold. And the Travel yeah,
3: no worries, I, I give it to
1: oh, you. uh Oh, one last thing, go back up. One thing, one thing that didn't happen. Of the greasing and palms and traveling, I need you to roll 3d10. Oh, right, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, 3d10, okay. Yep. For how much all this probably costs me? Sure. Yep. <laughs> hey, no, no information's free. Nope. Secrets are a gift. And Gifts sometimes they have a price. Uh, I do. I total it or tell you the three numbers? Total it. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen.
7: Thirteen
3: gold. Thirteen gold. Thirteen gold. 13 gold. easy peasy. Yep. You spent
0: today. Well worth. Yep. Greasing palms and getting info. I love Just it. Riding love around love the city.
3: It. That's awesome. Uh,
1: uh, but when you get into the carriage, just like everybody else, there's um, there's another person.
3: Oh, uh, it's the I rose. Know. Jeez, I hope not. Uh, I'm like, hey, what's up?
1: Uh, the ratty hooded, um, fully cloaked man just pays no attention, continues to stare out the window, pretends like you're not even there, um, and I'm sure you go on about whatever. Oh yeah, I just three.
3: like, just like so. We're this uh said he sells a lot of purple pants out of all the things they could sell. Am I right? I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody thinks about this, but I have to go talk about it right now.
1: And I'm just going to start going off this <laughs> random person. Yep. And he, again, pays no mind. He just constantly watches out the window. And this goes on for a while before you hear a sinister voice echo out from behind the cloak.
0: Hello, Oscar.
1: Shit. Why did you do this to me? This is your fault. I'm sorry. I blame you. The man oh. re- The man removes his hood and robes as you see a pale elven man with dark medium-length hair parted down the middle. It stops the front of his prominent cheekbones and tapers down to just over his high collar in the back. He is wearing fine clothes similar to that of a noble if it weren't for the obvious eloquent leather-crafted pauldrons and studded leather vestments that is also with his garments. Each stud, button, embroidery, and cuff leak is depicted of a rose and minted in rose gold. You know, for a while now, I have assumed you bested
0: my most promising assassin. And with that, a void needed to be filled. I was gonna formally ask you to step higher into the fold, but I didn't have to. You stepped willingly unbeknownst to even myself, which I know means you did not see it coming. For you have proved that I can never let you go and that you will always be my loyal gardener. You see, the best fertilizer is Batis. They grow the most vibrant and full roses and you have created a beautiful compost with the herd of gathered masses literally buried in the ground underneath our feet in water deep. And from their wake, I will cultivate a beautiful blossoming garden. I mean, common the metaphor, you're a genius. I could literally kiss you right now. But thanks to that, I no longer have any interest in your stone, for you have given me control over everything I have ever wanted. The guild I am rebuilding and the port they control. I've always liked the moniker my deadly flora have given me, but Xanathar does have a nice ring to it, don't you think?
3: So the rumors are true then. You stepped into the role.
0: Now because you have granted me this one favor, I shall grant you one in
1: return.
3: Yeah, I'm listening.
1: He holds his hand out as if to wait for your response as to what your one request is. (laughs) He looks over
3: at him and stares for a moment and goes, if it's all the same, I'd rather we just part ways here.
7: Oh.
3: I already told you
0: I can never let you go. too valuable.
3: Well, don't take it personally if I think your favor isn't worth very much to me. Mm. Xanathar is right where he deserves to be and you see, I didn't. I, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I didn't want to have to be in a position to do what I did, but he put me there. And who knows what would happen if someone put me in that position again. Speaking
0: of, I do have something I need. And you see, you're so good at destroying. What would now be my lair? I want you to do it again. You see, I came into the acquisition of a special medallion that lets someone walk right into their base of operation. Colat Towers. An old stone manor once inhabited by the opposing wizardly twin brothers, Asseldor and Dulark. It looks abandoned since the death of the Dulac and the disappearance of Acidor. However, more importantly, it is impenetrable due to the perpetual wall of force left by Dulac.
7: That
1: is unless you have one of these. You watch the man roll a coin medallion etched with circular arcane runes that intertwine through the center and circle the edge. I recognize it, don't I? Yep, it looks exactly like the one you bartered with at Doro. <laughs> Oh my god, I need that so bad. And then now, he offers
3: it to you. I look down at it. And I look back up at him. I know why you want me to have this. You're hoping I'll perform a repeat performance for Manchun for you.
0: And, and, I, that, and he just goes, is it not something that you want as well?
3: I reach over and take it, and I like, I can As you never... go to
1: take it, he folds his hand. One request. Go ahead. Um, your insight picks up that he's waiting for you to, like he's giving you a moment of actual respect, knowing that you are about to accept this, but he's letting you make one request.
7: This music is so
3: perfect. Uh, My request is that you never, ever, via your forces, anyone you've hired or anyone you've spoken or related to, harm any of my friends, ever.
0: I offered you one request a gesture of kindness out of respect. And now you are disrespecting me. You see each of your friends is a separate subject, therefore a separate request. I promise you my roses will not bloom nor wilt over one. But it will be you who tells me which one. So
3: choose the one you care about most, Oscar. My request is that you only target me. Oh.
0: I told you you're not target. I need you. Oh. So you can lose get... one. Lady Gathala? Or is it Vetterok now? I don't answer that. Or the lower seeker. So innocent and pure. Or the high elven Galinodel. Or perhaps it's your mirror, the one known as Ronto.
3: My request is that under no circumstances can you ever lie to me again. Done. Is the Harlequin still alive?
0: I don't know. Good. And he
1: holds his hand out. Offering you
3: the... I take it and say, I can never resist
1: an encore. And I put it in my pack. And um, with that, the carriage stops and he takes his cane and uh, knocks it against the floor twice. And uh, you hear somebody get down, unlock something from outside, and opens the door.
3: I pause and look back at him. So what does this mean about us? I'm one of you guys now? What's, uh, does that make Um, me a Xanathar lieutenant? Oscar, you never left. Harold grits his teeth and just... And he stops as he's crawling out the door and he pauses and lifts his head and he's like, at some point you're going to have to meet my other boss. And he turns and looks back at him and he's like,
1: I can't wait for that.
3: And I'm going to walk out the door. Okay.
1: Uh, the door is closed and the coachman gets back on and rides away. You are in the lower section of uh, the north ward, just past the trades ward, and it'll take you another ten minutes to walk home.
7: Ooh, I'll walk it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, at least I got out of that problem. That's one less problem. I'm
3: sorry so proud of that.
1: you. Oh, we had backups. <laughs> oh, this is so bad.
4: <laughs> sorry, Ethan. <laughs>
3: no, it's great. This is all your fault, Goblin. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Good call.
3: Yeah, good
0: call. Yeah.
4: Thank you. Yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> I we uh, it wasn't, it the wasn't the rose until you said it, and
1: then it was like, you
7: know what? <laughs> well,
0: right?
1: I'm
4: so glad we collaborated on that before game. <laughs> <J. laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, eventually, everyone comes um, and meets back at yeah the school mayor. V. While you are at the
0: house, kind of alone after the reliving your most traumatic experience, uh, there is a knock on the door. Uh,
5: of wait, my bedroom door or the door of the tavern?
0: The the door of the upstairs common
5: room. Uh, hello. Ranae. Oh, yeah. Come on in.
1: Open and he walks in.
5: You don't need a knock to come into the common room. It's fine.
0: Oh, oh, oh. just want to be respectful.
5: Uh, oh, okay. Thanks. Uh, I...
0: Yeah, and uh, he will... Um... Are you okay? Have you seem...
5: Oh, no. I had... A... a hell of a day. I got to relive all my best boy trauma. In the void, the void trauma moments. Got to relive all those. It was really, really fun. Face ripping and everything. Uh, in order to strengthen my mind, apparently I'm I have to experience trauma repeatedly, so that's a really fun thing. I have a theory that all wizards out there are really fucked up.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> there are just about every wizard I know has had some traumatic experience, leading them to spend their life studying.
5: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, But what are you doing at the end of the 10 day?
5: What am I doing at the end of the 10 day? What day is it? What's today?
1: Today is the 22nd.
5: The end of the 10 day is the 30th? There's a dance. There's a- oh! Wait, I got this invitation the other day, um, to the Castellaners.
0: And he holds up an exact replica with his name on it.
5: You got it too! I was gonna- It didn't have an option for plus one, so that's why I didn't say anything yet.
0: Would you care to be my date to this fancy gala?
5: Yes. That sounds good.
0: Uh. And you spend the, the rest of the time until everyone comes back with him just kind of comforting you and, and talking to you and distracting you, getting to know each other and kind of taking your mind off of, well, your mind.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and at some, and everyone kind of meets back
1: towards, towards dusk. Yeah, towards dusk, uh, coming in at different intervals. Yeah, trickling
0: in at different intervals, not at the same time.
1: Yeah, and everybody waiting for everybody to share the information all of you have learned throughout the city today. And the last one to arrive is Harold, as he looks beaten and downtrodden, a little scared and
4: angry. Harold, are you okay?
3: No, I'm not okay. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to snap at you. I'm just...
4: No, it's it's fine. What's wrong?
3: The rose.
4: What about Or should
3: him? I call him Xanathar?
4: What? Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, that's why the symbol. There was a rumor I heard about um there had been some killings and there was a symbol left behind and it was a bloody hand in a triangle with a rose.
7: No.
1: Cool. There's a the bloody hand and triangle there were of the three, there were one third oh. of the murders had a rose. So you are correct about that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's no rose in the symbol. But. Okay. Okay. You can put the rose
5: can, at the murder. Yes.
1: yes. You can put that correlation. Number two, okay. there were stone statues that were broken. Number three, people just disappeared. Yep. Yeah.
0: The yeah. symbol itself was a bloody handprint where the palm was a skull and it was in an inverted triangle. Yep.
5: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, the, there was a rose at that place when we were trying to return the dog.
1: That is also true.
5: Wait a minute. I know who that is.
3: I know who that is. Um... Anyway, uh, he doesn't want the money from the stone anymore because I basically made all of his dreams come true by killing the Xanathar. And he's real thrilled about what we did. Great. There is some oh. good news out of it. Uh, He wouldn't let me leave until I made some sort of deal with him where he would give me something Favor. Turn? Yeah, so I forced him to always have to be completely honest with me.
5: Is that spellbinding or is it just his word?
3: He's a weirdo. Trust me, he'll stick to it. And then on top of that, I got this and I produced the medallion.
4: Wait, I traded that for Voss's friend's necklace.
3: Mm-hmm. We got it back? Yeah. Uh, oh. For a favor.
4: Wait a minute. Uh, That goes to a Xantarum building.
2: Yep. Yes, it does.
6: He's the Xanathar now. This makes sense.
5: Uh, Wait, so the Rosa is Xanathar?
6: He took up the position.
5: Oh, there's a new. He There. Oh. He's the new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I wondered what would happen. I was like, all those people are just gonna disperse just because some googly-eyed dude died. There's
4: there's a new Zentarium guild too, though. There's an offshoot. It's a Red Serpent.
5: Did we make more? Did we make more bad guys? What yeah. is happening? So
3: now might be a good time for me to kind of explain a few things and then get to. I know whose symbol that is. Oh. Um, and I would love to tell all of you about that, but we're gonna need, you're gonna have to be get really cool with a lot of things very fast. Is uh,
4: Ranae still here? Yeah.
3: Yeah, And I do okay. not seem at all like I'm going to not tell
4: Okay. You. I was just making sure.
3: So first of all, here's some things I learned while I was out. Horses are disappearing, which scares me for Monty's sake. Um, they think it might be, like, a beast prowling the wards
6: or, like, a big machine
3: or something. Like, maybe one of the street sweepers are taking up the horses and, like, spitting them out.
6: Finley raises her hand.
3: What? Oh, my God. You know where the horses are going.
6: I have a hypothesis based on what you just said. Um, Street
3: sweepers, right? That's what I was thinking.
6: No, the Temple of Gond lost a mechanical dragon.
4: Oh, you think the dragon's hoarding the horses? Yeah. That's not funny, but it's funny! It might be
6: pretending to be... Also, side note, is apparently it has one of the pieces of nim in it, so it probably also has a personality. You
3: know what, why don't you guys tell me your things first? Y'all sound way crazier.
2: Ours is fairly short from what we learned at the Temple of Gaon. Simply put, they've offered a bounty of 1,000 dragons for the retrieval of this abomination that is apparently, or maybe, stealing horses.
1: How Big is you this also thing? know that that thousand dragons is for it to be returned unharmed?
2: It to be returned unharmed,
4: it's got to be so... big enough to carry a horse. I bet V will
2: wrestle it down. It's
4: like it,
6: he said it's it was super mac- small,
4: but if it's got a personality, then maybe we could just talk to it,
2: whatever the case is.
5: If it likes horses, we can lure it back with horses. How did we find Yeah. We get all the horses in the city in one place. We herd them together. You and know, then it'll come to us. We
4: have access to a very unique
5: horse.
3: What well, wait, let's let's get back to what yes. we we're talking about. We'll get back oh. to the horses. That's one of many problems. <laughs> <laughs> I mean not to not to dismiss the horses, I'm just saying Please. I was face to face with the rose ten seconds ago. Ten minutes right.
5: ago. Well now the Xanathar.
3: Yeah, so okay, so we think that there's a, a dragon, a mechanical dragon, how they lose something that big?
5: I don't they know, said it.
6: they said it was small.
2: I don't know how big it is, but whatever the case, this is not something that is pertinent. I'm much more curious in what you were going to say.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so, you know, Xanthar has been replaced. There's a cult with no identifiers that are hiring alley blades. They're looking for a crown. Uh, well,
5: we don't know. Is that ringing about any bells that.
3: for anybody? Anybody like big on tiaras?
5: I mean, I always like a cute tiara as an accent oh, yeah, you, piece yeah. cage in the right time, but like it? that's very far and few between. Yeah, I'm and how many for
3: it? a cult? They didn't have any identifiers though. Nothing that made them stand out.
6: Well, that's not much to go on.
3: I mean, cult cult people tend to really show themselves in public. Like, you ask them a couple of very normal questions, you'll get very culty answers.
6: Like that one cult, this guy just kept trying to hug me. He didn't want anything else. He just wanted to hug me. So I left him alone very quickly.
5: Are you sure he wasn't that. just a pervert?
6: He said he was part of a cult of many hugs or something. I don't know.
5: That's a pervert. That that
4: sounds like a pervert.
6: Sounds like it to me. Too. Here's another one.
4: Did you let him hug you? Uh.
3: Winter's wind is coming. Hold oh, on, I got a thing. I I memorized this because I made the guy repeat it like three times, and he, after a while, realized I didn't know what I was talking about, and I ran. Uh, the the winter's wind brings a merchant's friend, and they will receive five thirds out of ten of their wares when walking with a golden lady. Tell me, somebody here knows what the fuck that means. It sounds
4: like a ship is bringing a specific Voss, trader.
0: You know exactly what he just said, as he just spoke in Thieves' Cant.
1: And he said, A black network market opens on the fifth day of the third 10 day, which you all know is the 25th, at Joaquin's Wares. Harold! I'm sure Voss tells, says this out loud. Yes. Okay. Harold, as soon as you hear Joaquin's Wares, instantly strikes a memory it's a small pawn shop
0: you've met the proprietor he's a bald little human by the name of maris lente when you went to pawn something once a long time ago even before you got entangled with with the rose uh, you know he is more than happy to accept nearly anything of value and will pay up to 70% of what it's worth, but you learned the hard way that he will sell it back to you at an insane markup of 12% interest accumulated every day after the initial pawn sale of purchase.
3: Yeah. All right. And, I, uh, and, and, if, what, and, what, and how
1: does that relate? I, I got so lost in that description. I forgot how it relates to... Okay, go back up. Um, so... There's a black network market that is going to be opening on the 25th at Air. Joaquin's Wares. Okay, got yes. it. Yeah. Sweet,
0: yeah. sweet. And if uh, anybody wants to make a religion on Joaquin. Yeah. 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 You oh, want to you know.
4: make a religion? I don't know.
7: Oh.
6: <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dirty 20. Okay. Nice. Joaquin,
1: also known as the Coin Maiden is a lesser Faerunian deity that ruled over everything related to commerce and the accumulation of wealth through free and fair trade, as well as the beneficial use of wealth to improve civilization. Uh, The merchant's friend, as she is sometimes called, is also the goddess of illicit trade and the patron of many smugglers, fencers, black marketeers, and businessmen on the shady side of commerce. Collectively, her worshippers are known as the Wakanar. Uh, In the time of troubles, she nearly lost all
0: of her followers, her divinity, freedom, and her life. It is said that she is long friends with Lyra, the goddess of joy, and has even made deals with the demon lord Gratz, however he is now considered one of her most hated enemies.
6: I wonder why. Uh, And I will relay that information to everyone. Okay.
4: Um, Oh, interesting. I wonder what they'll have. We should go.
1: I would like to go. Uh, And through this, Renair speaks up uh, as if, since everyone's speaking of (laughs) things that they've discovered. He's like, since we're all laying out um, rumors, I have some myself.
0: Uh, I've heard on the strings that over the past 10 days there have been reports of gargoyles, uh, giant bats, or something of the same vein diving into the center of the bay in the dead of night. Uh, the strange thing is that no one noticed them until a fisherman heard a violent splash followed by two others. No reports of them returning out of the water, though. Um, we believe the stone is in Umberley's cache after the explosion aboard the eyecatcher and it can be assumed they are attempting to go after it. Also found info on the cult that tried to take me. They are calling themselves the right hand of the eye. Mm
6: -mm. I don't like the sound of that one.
5: Who would be the left hand?
2: Does this mean anything to you?
0: Right now, no, it's just what I've been able to find out. I'm gonna keep looking though but it's all I've been able to find so far.
5: V looks around and realizes she asked a stupid question. its It's gotta be...
4: Seisha glances at Rhaenyra.
5: Who's the eye?
4: It's gotta be related to the eyes of the stone. Oh.
1: Perhaps. Um, yeah, he did say that when he said, we think, he means the Harpers. Yeah. Uh, believe the stone is in Umberly's cache. Yeah. When the explosion happened, mm-hmm. um, I will also say that the description of gargoyles, giants, bats, or something in mm-hmm.
6: the same vein. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of tickle monsters.
7: Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. They didn't hear anything until they splashed into the water. Yep.
7: yep.
3: That's not good.
6: So something is out there controlling those tickle monsters, and I bet you it's the right hand of. The guy, I was laughing a little too hard. Right,
5: hand <laughs> of the eye. Well, what if it was like, what? Hear me out. It's like an offshoot
7: mm-hmm. of the
5: Xanathar because he had a lot of eyes.
6: I don't know.
0: I don't believe it's...
5: I mean, like it might be. I honestly, no, it's a side project.
0: It's possible. I'm, we're looking into it. Yes, sasha you're holding your hand up. She looks horrified.
4: Asha, you okay? I think I just figured something out. Uh-oh, what? The, the, the things that were written on the dead people. Um, I, I, I talked to, to Cromley, and he said that they think these are copycat killings. Something like this happened before. Um, and and whatever it was, they were going after shapeshifters. They think that this is a copycat of that, but I was, I just put something together um let this preside over his happiness honor health it began with his hope and ends with his wealth a legacy whispered in the heavens and muttered in the hells the letter h preside over his happiness honor and health begins with hope ends with wealth so that would be the letter h what makes a man mean the letter a it turns the word man into mean h a -A. it's spell harbinger
5: harbinger it could be the cult. Harbingers have a lot of eyes, right? No, no, the- oh.
4: The things we found out where the the harbinger is somehow related to the stone.
3: That's not good.
4: Wait, no, man no, is spelled... men. It was men, it was men mean.
3: What makes, Wait, men, what makes men mean? It's men
5: or, mean? or man mean.
4: It was men, wasn't it? It was men.
7: Yeah,
4: men. So it men. would be A, okay. It is A, but if this cult is responsible for killing people, they might be spelling out Harbinger.
7: Why?
6: As an offering. To prepare yeah, it. Yeah, some kind of ritual or something. To prepare
4: the Harbinger.
6: You're going to look at the man who was strung up today and tell me that doesn't look like cult activity?
2: That's a Fair, cool but, but I assuming this is some magic ritual i have no idea why they do this
4: because they're killing holy men to open something it's a they're opening a magical path probably we need to let the churches know
3: i agree with that even I mean, if it's not, even if it's not even if you are wrong which i don't think you are
6: i don't think so either
3: but even if you were it's a
1: good call Oh, shit.
5: Is the
7: harbinger
5: a creature? Don't know.
7: So we don't know what creature, it is. It might be a creature. It
4: might be a person. We, we don't know. I haven't oh. been able to find anything. It's such a vague title. There's too many things it could apply to. And so I can't find anything that relates to the far realm that it applies to. Well, maybe we need so to we don't our... know if it has eyes.
3: Okay. Maybe we need to get one our, our hands on one of these cultists and get them in a circle of truth.
7: Yeah. Um,
3: One... <laughs> when thing that I think I probably should let you guys in on. Um, there's no easy way to say this, so I'll just come out and out and say it. I may have been working against Manchun ever since he came to the bar, like the same night. Um, right. I've been creating a network that doesn't exist. What? the red wing. It's about a bird, like they're birds and they're like, they like there's like brown cowbirds that invade their nests. It's, it's a whole big thing. I, I thought it through, don't sweat it. The details aren't important. What is important is I have been planting seed all over the city, but there is a second Manchun in charge of this group. I have been slowly whittling down Manchun's confidence. Uh, by strategically spreading rumors and setting up Xanathar to know when Zentarum were doing specific deals. And I've been kind of fucking up this Harrow Dust uh, trade. But I can't keep doing it alone. Because eventually, I need to look like I have people working for me. So, uh, we have this medallion. <laughs> You're all here. And the motif is mostly black, white, and red. So Voss is already halfway there.
4: No, this is great. I met these guys, and and I was gonna go back to them and get. The, oh yeah, so I I went to see Gariel. and I started playing cards against these guys, and. Oh, this um, is a good story. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So we started playing cards against him, and I did really good. You would have been so proud of me, but um, one of them like started to put his hand on my leg, and Gariel like stabbed his hand, and then huh. I accidentally knocked the knife a little deeper, and then pulled it out, and um, oh, handed it back awesome. to her. But I got their names and where to find them so I could go and tell them I want to exchange rumors with them. And I can plant rumors.
3: Perfect. We can, all we need to do is institute enough of a fear around this that Manchun comes out of hiding to deal with it himself. That's my plan Even he has a level of pride and egotisticalness that can be taken advantage of. If not that, the paranoia of another one of him, somebody as talented as he is, out there doing something. We don't have to actually be doing a whole lot of anything. We just have to make him think we're out there doing a whole lot of something. That's the whole plan. And eventually, he's going to come out and try to deal with it himself. You saw how he handled it at the bar. He'll do it again.
4: Seisha, can you tell false rumors i was just thinking about that
3: if you can get me set up wherever it was you need to go i can get the rumors out okay does anyone
4: recognize armor you i could you
3: look,
2: look like you does anyone recognize you while you're doing this?
4: borrow my armor this?
2: what's that Has anyone recognize you while you're doing this?
3: I have a host of costumes and personas I usually do whenever I do this. It's, it's a whole, it's a thing. It's a long process. Usually takes all day, just like today.
2: Well, first, I assume everyone here is on board with eventually destroying Anshim, correct?
4: Oh, absolutely. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I want to see him end. Yep. His story needs to end.
2: All right.
6: I'm going to kill him and turn him into a zombie
5: Ooh, I like that plan
2: In any case dope? Harold Excellent work <laughs> I'm shocked you managed this So much I it's a I.
3: I say to myself daily How far can you get on charisma alone <laughs> And Apparently Here we are
5: Harold's always been a rumor Mel There was one other think. rumor I learned What's that? One of the
4: nobles is a vampire.
6: <laughs>
4: Harold,
3: Are you sure about that? Oh no. Wait. Let me ask you guys some questions. As soon as she says this, he was wrapped head to toe, right?
1: Who? Oh, no, no, no. No. Okay. I well, I see I see what you're asking. Uh, I will say he what he had a hood up, right? Oh, was, no. he, his whole ensemble <laughs> is covered. And when he revealed himself, he did look like a pale elf, and you've only encountered him in enclosed areas. So I'll yes, okay,
3: yeah. I mean, did God's I see?
6: Any damn it! Of the Wait, who is this? Touch him
1: at all?
3: The rose. The rose. Oh, <laughs> were there any? He's looking out the window, so I assume there were windows. Was was he? Was sunlight hitting him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you see Harold kind (gasps) of... Okay, well, it's not the rose. Unless he's wearing really,
4: really, 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 really thick makeup.
6: You thought the rose was a vampire.
4: But here's the
5: thing.
4: Here's the thing. It may not actually mean that the noble's a vampire. It just means there's a noble who's doing something under the cover of night and doesn't want to be caught.
5: Or maybe they're a literal vampire knowing this damn city.
6: How much do I know about vampires?
7: (laughs)
1: Make an Arcana or Religion check.
4: Can I make one too? Yeah, go
3: ahead.
4: In the meantime... Have you this have Venli. Did you get Venly?
6: I got a 24.
4: I got a Natty 20. Oh! No!
6: I need your total.
4: With Arcada would be a 24.
6: <laughs> so you oh. a... nice. Just to let you know, I rolled an 18.
0: Uh, you know, you know that they, um, are, cannot be out in the sunlight. You know that they
1: drink blood. They, uh, create vampire spawn. Uh, I was, uh, Vinly, you learn yours from studying undead. Seisha, you learn yours from studying, uh, stories about Strahd. Yep. Okay. Oh. A, a,
0: a infamous, Demon Lord
4: Strad. <laughs>
1: this infamous,
0: you know, vampire lord who lives in some place called Barovia. It's probably made up. You've never seen or read. It's never it's not on any maps. It doesn't exist in Faerûn. It's probably
1: a false. Like it's
0: probably oh, he's a fiction.
4: super creepy though.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally creepy. But
0: he lives you
6: know in like, a bag dimension.
4: But he's like but he's like hot creepy. Yep.
1: When uh when you're going over your knowledge from these stories uh, it is confirmed with Finley as you will both go back and forth
0: yeah there, you know? there's usually um like bats or wolves or something tied to them but mm-hmm. that's about all you know
4: uh,
1: you know that they're uh shapeshifters can be shapeshifters yeah
4: you guys excuse me for a minute sure. i need to run yeah. downstairs real quick
3: yeah when, hey when nature calls
4: thanks whatever that means what? she'll get <laughs> up and
5: run downstairs it
7: means
5: you have to pee. Who the hell is Strahd?
6: You don't want to know. I, I don't. One-sepal uh, names are scary.
5: So he's not a real name. <laughs> Looks dude. over at
6: Vos. <laughs> hmm?
5: Wait, my name's V. Yeah, I mean, it can be V. O'Meliana.
3: You got that nice, like, V. Emiliano. And then you can go, like, V when you want to get, like, intense. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got the versatility, but he's always going to be thus.
5: He's also Bill Ronto.
3: Stride probably died to something silly. Moose killed him years ago or something. All right.
0: What What are you doing? Got uh station.
4: I'm gonna go downstairs into the kitchen. How busy are we?
0: Uh, not. It's it's well,
7: mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: dinner time. It's dinner time. It's whining. It, it, towards the end of dinner.
7: Okay.
4: I'm gonna go into the kitchen. Um. Mm-hmm. Javier, I hate to bother you. Could you help me with something downstairs real quick?
1: Into the, um, cellar? Yes. And he looks, uh, uh... No! (laughs) (laughs) And
4: literally abandons
1: (laughs) his, uh, station. And and she takes over and starts
0: finishing what he was doing.
4: Uh, when we get downstairs... And she's going to think. Um, were oh god, what were their names? I need to know if Hondrig and it was Kika, is how you say it. Uh, Kika, correct. I need to know if Hondrig and Kika were shifters.
1: Okay. Who are these people?
4: Okay, good. Um, there's some holy men who were murdered. Previous. This. This is apparently. Their deaths mimicked a series answer, of murders. Your
1: answer would have been given upon their death.
4: Okay. It's I. I only asked because apparently, their deaths mimicked the murders of some shapeshifters many years ago. I wanted to make sure someone wasn't coming after you. Well, you can see, me?
1: like a little bit of worry wash over him as like. Bonnie's whole thing with all of her people is to keep them hidden and just integrated because doppelgangers are seen as evil creatures because they have this ability. Yeah. Um, But you see that worry wash over him and he's, thank you for telling me.
4: I just wanted to make sure, and I wanted to let you know what was going on. If you can pass the word along, we'll keep you safe.
1: I'm always here.
4: And if you would let let your folks know that if they're scared or they get into trouble, they can come find us, and we'll help.
1: It'll be many more mouths for me to feed, and I would (laughs) love to do this. So, thank you. And I have a house of heroes that live above me. Yeah. Or, yeah, live above my work. Thank you, but I must.
4: Yeah, to. no, it was just a quick thing, thanks. And okay, she'll be running, running back, back upstairs. Yeah, okay. Okay, sorry, I feel better.
2: Oh wow, that was great. Yeah.
4: So somebody's seeking the crown. There's oh. a black market coming. Tickle monsters are diving into the bay. There's a cult called the Right Hand of the Eye.
3: Probably the cult that's been looking for the crown.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. There's a group leaving behind a symbol that's a bloody hand in an inverted triangle.
3: Not my group. I draw mine. By the way, I draw my symbol
0: and.
4: Is yours a red serpent?
3: It.
0: I show them the the wings. And so what it is is it's a circle formed from three of the flying serpent wings. There's no. Okay, because
4: what was described to me was a red serpent instead of
1: you're looking at it and you remember the symbol of the zentara yeah and the wings that are on that serpent right are the same wings wings okay yeah Yeah. okay
5: so that one's you that's me (laughs) cultist Um, gangs like unionizing now or something like why are there so many
3: i don't know but i struck down all the unions in my gang let me tell you right away nobody questions the boss and I turn to look over at a mirror nearby, and I'm like, "I'm watching you." Oh,
7: by the way, I was about to compliment
3: the, you, Harold, but not now.
4: <laughs> the um, the name of the, the name they gave the killer previously
5: was the Chameleon Killer. The so shapeshifter, yeah. And shifters are the target. No, for... not this time.
4: Not this time. But it was. A series of murders that just ended. Hmm. Okay.
6: The killer So either the
4: person died or they were incarcerated for something else, or the message got delivered.
6: Or they got bored. Or they were
3: stopped.
4: Killers don't generally get bored.
3: Maybe just wanted to live a quiet life, peaceful like a plant. Got too
4: old.
5: I feel like murderers tend to not do that either That's all the bodies were cremated
1: I will um, uh, I will say this the bodies were cremated after they were retrieved by the watch not in the ritual of their death right
4: right right yeah okay I just to the make city
1: sure. cremated their remains right yeah so that they weren't buried so gruesomely
4: yeah
1: yeah just want to clear that if, up make sure I that if they're
4: gonna do the same thing this time
6: Probably. It also keeps them from turning into one of my creations. So it's good on two fronts.
4: Finley, do me a favor.
6: Hmm?
4: Never do that to me.
6: Oh, no. Oh, no. I will never... You have my word now. I will never bring any of you back like that.
4: Okay. I don't know what it would do to... But I figured... Look, if you're in a good. pinch
3: and it's and it's my body hurt you, you can... I'm okay with being a coat rack if it saves your life. Just keep that in mind if you get in that position. I'll coat rack it up. And I wouldn't even think twice.
6: That's touching, Harold.
5: I'm, I feel like once I die, my body isn't really mine anymore, so... ASMR, don't...
4: Die, die.
5: So you live in your body...
4: From from what I've researched, they go on to another body. But what happens is the old one.
7: Oh. It just doesn't like decay?
4: I don't know. I just know that we don't die, die.
7: We're talking
6: about reincarnation. Oh.
3: Talk about great amount of stories. You can never run out.
5: So you get remade well, to so another weird. person. I don't
4: remember anything from if it happened before.
5: Maybe I'm brand new. No that doesn't sound right. You could be. That's a thing. You can like become an asamar
3: I I mean
5: it's it's no,
4: it's a, a heritage thing. That's oh. cool your soul
3: yeah. we actually got a lot done today didn't we looking over my list i'm like wow um
4: i'm tired what, what you, you gotta have?
3: teach me how to thieves.
0: oh camp.
4: oh boss did you get the potions that was you yeah
2: don't ever do anything like that again it freaked me out Harold <laughs> starts laughing I appreciate the gesture, thank you very much for doing that, but somebody just left something on my pillow in my room and I don't know who did it.
7: Somebody did something
2: nice, something must be up. Little mints? What the hell are you talking about?
4: When when people stay I've read a story where people stayed at a really nice inn and when they went to go to bed, there were little chocolates
5: on their pillows. Oh, I love those.
3: I love staying in those inns.
4: Oh
0: yeah, stands. aren't they nice? Yeah. They're really nice. They're
3: so Stacia. nice.
4: It's
7: always
5: really good. Yeah. It's always top shelf Stacia. chocolate too.
2: Stacia. Yeah. refreshing. I want you to think for a moment. Have I ever in my life stayed in a fancy hotel?
4: Well, Ever. I don't know. You haven't told me that much about your life.
6: Take a
2: guess. The you could. No. The is no. Hey, a
6: vacation
3: would be
4: great.
5: Probably not.
2: So, no.
4: I Someone appreciate...
5: could have hired you for a job and put you up there for a day. We don't know.
3: Whenever so, we go I... to the mountains for V, we will make sure we stay at one fancy
2: hotel along the way. You... One fancy
5: hotel.
2: Thank you for the gesture. It was nice. Please inform me in the future.
7: <laughs> so, oh, oh i
5: read something
4: we're oh, gonna force you to go on
5: vacation and relax man the, I was
4: looking through my book um about the city yeah um statue the Hawkman. yeah what about him um there's a sentence in here that might be interesting to you i can reveal that in fact it bears much resemblance to the eric Korkra, one of the bird people said to live in the star mounts in the high forest
5: there's oh. bird people who live in the star mounts? Yeah.
0: You learned that. Yeah, that was in the info that you learned specifically. Oh. Yeah. Just
6: a really quick okay, well, then aside.
5: I, um, I already knew that. No.
6: <laughs> Just a quick aside, everyone. Um, Rainier, what were you trying to say?
0: I mean, it's fine. I mean, you guys are on a roll. I'm here. I was trying to say, this is the sixth time, Um, that I am happy to start looking into anything you want me to start looking into. Just let me know which you would prefer of your topics and I can put my
3: resources towards it. Um,
7: I think with the crown.
3: Yeah, that's why I was gonna say the crown would be my. Okay.
5: The crown. Um, it's
0: very vague, but I'll see what I can find.
5: How are we supposed to look up information on this like blood snake cult, whatever. I forgot the we name. Don't... Have to. That's the one Harold is doing. Oh right, you create. No, you created the Red Wing. Yeah, yeah, but But there's another one, isn't there? The right hand. No, it's. Oh, the the right. Yeah, yeah.
2: There is
4: I think that might. I think that might be the same
3: thing. I think that that might be the cult going after. It could very well be the cult that's going after this crown.
5: Right, but like we don't know anything about them. How are we supposed to find more information if they're supposedly? new, and there might not be information about them anywhere.
6: Well, V, let's be honest. We've been here for three months. Everything finds a way to us.
4: Didn't we come across something that had an inverted triangle? Oh, no.
2: Renere, I do have one simple thing to ask you.
0: Of
7: course. What's up?
2: I just would like to know if the Gathalas will be attending the castle entrance.
0: Good question. No, I can, I can find out. It's not a bad thing to know. Uh, oh, Notes. by the way, and it, he'll hold up his invitation. I'm going to. Oh, rock on!
4: Awesome. So V gets to bring a date. Yes. That's cute. Lucky. It
2: Sorry. may be. It would be better if they didn't. But if they are, I'd like to know ahead
0: I, I will see if I can find that. I can. I can definitely find that out.
5: I sent that letter to your mom. I want to know too. I didn't
2: think about it. Thank you.
5: It would be rude for them to not invite them.
2: Knowing their
0: history, I don't see why they would be invited, but stranger things have happened in nobility and politics.
2: The Castle Leonard's may be looking to build bridges if they are invited. It's possible. If they're not, then it would hold that they are still at odds.
6: I'll let you know as soon as I find out. Also, just a quick aside. How long do we think the Castle Ends are going to play along with the fact that we serve V? Do we already think they know that we all own the bar? Or they just.
3: I think we should probably make it clear to them that there was a misunderstanding and we didn't want to embarrass them previously. Okay. But if they announce our names or whatever as we come in, then we need to wait again. Maybe we should get someone to clear that up and he looks over at Sasha. Maybe we should get someone to clear that up with them as soon as possible.
4: Oh, sure. I see if I could go get uh, an audience with them anyways.
3: And just make it clear that when we repeated Bill's name, well, I don't know. You can't lie.
4: I'll just tell them that you two are weird and do weird things and this was one of those weird things you do.
7: Yeah. Or-
2: that's right. Sure, that works. Yeah.
7: It's both.
2: Mind being Dil Ronto. It's fine. <laughs>
4: so I can tell them you're Harold?
3: Yes, please okay. tell them. it was just a misunderstanding.
4: Okay. I'm
3: going to go. It's good to see you. Renier. always good to see you, friend.
0: Uh, and uh, he will take your hand and kiss it, uh, V I'll see you tomorrow
2: and uh, we'll make his exit I'll go close the door behind him wait until he looks well without a earshot and then come back our original task hasn't really changed noble families in the eye that's our priority yeah. Mm-hmm. Sasha, I'm glad that you're going to be taking head on this as well. Hopefully this will be able to eliminate some suspects and potentially find out exactly who has it. I want to ask you, Vinley, or you, Sasha. either of you may know the answer to this. When you use spells, I can't tell if this is anything like this on noble ground, but when we attack the Growlins, strange things happen inexplicable things. Can grounds become magically inclined? Yes. Or
6: You can enchant a absolutely. specific area.
2: Would they be able to tell when you're casting something?
3: It's not a subtle thing to cast. Yeah. If
4: somebody is actively watching for it, yes.
6: What I believe you're trying to ask is no, I don't believe there's a spell that allows someone to sense whether someone is casting a spell within a certain amount of range. Detect magic, maybe, but Mm. perhaps that'd be it.
2: Would you be able to mind going with someone who may be able to cover for you? Harold or Vinley, perhaps?
4: I was just going to excuse myself to the ladies room and cast it in there.
2: That might work, too. If you feel comfortable doing this by yourself, I don't mind, but if you wanted someone else to take with you,
3: I couldn't go to the Gathalas
2: Fair enough
6: I, I could I, go that's fine Alright I'm I not scared of that the issue. You yeah. sort of
4: should be I, I sent the letter off and I only stated that I would be there And it's Very A touchy well. situation I don't want to spring anything on her
1: It's
3: late now,
4: right? Part of me is wondering if she's going to ask for V to be there
1: Yes, it is, it is getting very late. Uh, you have think. a lot of things to think about to do over the coming 10 day. Nothing has been stated as you must do this right now. Yep. Um, it's all kind of like, yeah, get to it sooner yeah. than later. But um, So you have a lot of options of what you want to do. Uh, but uh, I think that's where we're going to retire with everyone going to bed for the nap night. Oh, okay, Vinley wants to do something. Yes.
6: So we um how has the sun fully set?
1: Yes, yes by this time, yeah.
6: Okay. Then she will just open her windows and pray to the night sky that that night.
4: Okay. Hey, us. Absolutely. I'm sorry I freaked you out. Oh.
2: You know who I am. It's not a big deal.
4: Sleep sweet. Oh.
2: Thank you. No apologies necessary. I'm going
4: to walk up. I'll leave a note next time.
3: And because I know I can sense these feeling type of way, I'm going to walk up to her and be like, "Hey, I had a rough night the other night. I was wondering if, like, if I pulled like some covers and slept on the floor in your room, if that would be cool? Like, yeah,
5: that's totally fine.
3: Okay, cool. And he kind of smiles to her and he's like, "You okay?
5: Yeah, I just really don't like the void.
1: Let's talk about that and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you recount your uh, what you went through today, V, and Harold recounts what he went through when he was in another world. And uh, that is where we're going to end tonight's session.
0: As you all fall asleep, so um, feel free to long rest. Any spell slots that you lost or things you lost along the way. And uh, we will pick up next week with special guest DM, B. Dave Walters. Where yeah. We will take a, a step back and get to experience the episode from the audience. Yeah, you'll see us in chat. <laughs> We're gonna be in chat. It's probably be... freaking out.
6: Yep.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm
0: sure it's I, fine. I, oh, no, no, no. Oh, I, I, wait, I, 100%. I trust B. Dave. He's not
4: Todd. Hang <laughs> <laughs> <He's not Todd. laughs> hey, on, I've excited. got something for this. Wait, um, almost uh, there. Uh, If you have
1: not entered, hashtag... Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If you have not entered, hashtag Beyond for your chance to win uh, Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frostmaiden, uh, including Glacial Ice Dice, uh, digital copy from D&D Beyond, please enter now. If you have not entered, hashtag Eldritch to win or have a chance of winning your own customizable miniature from Eldritch Foundry, please do so now. We're going to do the drawing very soon. Yep. I hope everyone had fun watching tonight. I hope all of our players had fun with all of the things that they wanted to do and all of the things that they learned. It was amazing. Oh so God. much information.
4: Holy yeah. crap.
1: I mean, you guys have been doing a lot and it has changed the city a lot. Yeah. And if you remember well, the first time you met the Xanathar, the Xanathar was like, there's a traitor. And he said, you have to go after the Rose. And so now you know why and what the Rose wanted.
7: So yeah,
3: no kidding. You yep. should have killed the rose first. I, if, I was, if I was level 12, I'd have jumped him right there. But I'm level 7. <laughs> <laughs> even, you, you
1: he, jump him right there, or you would have dimension-doored the
3: fuck you know out. What? Yeah.
4: You know what, Harold? I don't want
1: your excuses.
4: I want
7: action.
1: <laughs> One day I have to fight that
3: guy. One day. I don't know if the Harlequin's still alive or not, and he doesn't know. even thats scarier. <sighs> Uh, all right, our winner
0: of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is Valley Forever.
3: Ooh, Yay! Congratulations. Hey. congratulations,
0: Valley Forever! Waiting on the. Why do they do this to me? <laughs> okay,
6: okay.
0: Uh, I bl- uh, winner of the uh, rhyme of the f- uh, Frost Maiden is Sophia Roseglean. Hey!
7: Nice.
0: I believe I did nice. not switch that. Yeah, that looks right. So. F- so- Sup- <laughs> Sophia Rose Gleam. Yes. Congratulations, we'll be in contact uh, with you through tw- uh, Twitch to so make sure your whispers are available so that I can give you your prizes.
6: Um, Hashtag and- Ice Bees. in
1: Ice Bees. Remember to tune in next week, although we are not in the seat, B. Dave Walters will be running something that is canon with the BFGs. Also tune in the 23rd on the D&D channel to watch us DM, code,
0: yep, Code DM, dm A Darkened
1: Wish. Yes. Uh, nice. p.m. Eastern Time. 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Yes. It'd be so cool. And that, too, is also canon and may have ties to, ties to story to stuff. Story. Yes,
0: it is a canon crossover.
1: And as always, be excellent to
0: each other. And may you always roll with advantage. Good
7: night, Good night everybody.
0: Oh, holy nine hells, that was a cliffhanger. Anyways, you can catch us live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. Hey, as always, be excellent to each other, and may you always roll with advantage.